City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
It's a powerful song. It's a wonderful medley. Ampong and C. Starting of your Thursday morning. It's the 12th day of October. You could play the song all day. And there are too many songs to introduce into the medley. <laughs> this is Hot Ghana Praises. Come on. This is the City Breakfast Show. We want to wake you up from bed, from your slumber. Today can be a great day. You can achieve so much. You can make such a difference. You can make a lot of money. You can invest in your future. You can make a new friend. You can stop a bad habit. You can achieve more than you thought you could. I tell you no lie. Business Sense this morning, I learnt it, okay, not as I learnt it, it was re-emphasized two days ago at a conference I attended. They spoke about the three E's, the three E's, engineering, education, and enforcement. And I was thinking, well, if you want to be an effective leader, you need engineering, you need to put structure to whatever you do. You, you build it for people to align to it, but that's not enough. You must also educate your people. You you have to get people thinking a certain way if you get them to do things different. So the second E for leaders is education. And then there's also enforcement. You need a big stick. <laughs> because people will not do what you expect. They will only do what you expect. So this can be applied to your own personal life. You need engineering. You need to put structure to your time, structure to your life. You can't pick every call every time. You can't do anything any time. You need a certain engineering, a certain precision in your life. And then you need education. You need information. You need knowledge. You can't succeed without knowledge. But you also need to enforce that which you have learnt within the ranks, first for yourself and then for your followers. So it's called the three E's, the three E framework. That's business sense for the morning. Apply it today to your team. You will see great rewards by end of year. Business sense brought to you by ADB. Whether you are a paid employee or a salary worker, we have a personal loan to resolve your financial challenges. A variety of personal loans, including top-ups at very reduced interest rates. Call us on 0302-210-210. ADB, the People's Bank. ADB, truly a Greek and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, rise above the noise.
I really hate to interrupt this song, but it's time for news to review. So it's uh, 6:35. We just jump into the stories quickly. Maybe I'll play the song for you later. This is uh, <laughs> but uh, news to review is brought to you by uh, Fidelity Bank. The Ejapar account is here to give you convenient payment and cash collection terms. If you're a sole proprietor or self-employed person, it's time to do business with Fidelity Bank. Join hundreds of businesses that have signed up for the Japara account. Do so with star 776 star zero hash or visit myfidelitybank.com.ga to sign up. And get total quartz with ART to improve the engine performance and reduce mechanical wear and tear. Choose quartz from total energy. Choose the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively. Was it me for me life? Ah, secret man. Baby, I love that control. Secret man. I'm gonna do it naturally. 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 We are cruising on the Agosombo road to your car and you raise the volume. Allah! And one left hand is on the stage. Thank you. Charlie, you don't mind it. Then the other one, you take yeah, top seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ambulin can help you on long journeys. Thank you. And then you'll be driving forward. Long journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> 636, uh, the City Breakfast Show with Richard Sky, yep. Godfrey Akoto, Boafo, my mm-hmm. name is Bernard. Mm-hmm. It's an interactive show. Send us your WhatsApp messages, 054-998-6996. So many big stories, Sky. Yeah, talking about Akosombo, we are told that on that stretch, when you're going towards the Volta region, mm-hmm. and parts of the Volta region also have been decimated mm-hmm. by the opening of the floodgate somewhere uh, around. Is it so there are 10 constituencies, mm-hmm. three in Greater Craft, I think four in Volta, and three or so in the eastern region yeah. all affected mm-hmm. in different ways and Fred Duho will join us later mm-hmm. from that area to tell us what the situation is mm-hmm. but in terms of the newspapers yep the Ghanaian Times says this morning STEM education government targets Ghana as leader in Africa rules out programs for groundbreaking projects to achieve that goal also on the front page this morning 61 aggrieved customers of former Gold Coast Securities picket but SEC appeals for calm, and I've been seeing videos of men, mm. women, oh, and children sleeping at the Ministry of Finance just because they want their money back. Serious. This is heartbreaking. Mm. Also, Nyaho Tamaklu Nunu Mensa, a government to address social unrest ahead of 2024 elections. And then Ghana Health Service records 40,716 mental health cases in six months. Mm. Politics the front page of the Daily Graphic National Service Scheme Ready for Autonomy. And then on the front page as well, 115 billion Ghana cities goes into education since 2017. Senior high school takes 12 billion Ghana cities. These are numbers coming from the President of the Republic. Give us mandates to purchase food for students. Charge demands from government. The OSP and uh, Cecilia Dapa cases on the front page. Of course, now we have OSP and FBI. (laughs) (laughs) The Chronicle says senior police officers admit voices on tape. Bugri Nabu tells media after mm. in-camera hearing. His photograph is here. Mm. Also, Akufuado tells feats in education sector. VRA presents relief items to victims affected by spillage. And Kwehu 
Abene family files co warranto to restrain Aquamua Ejepong. And basically, co warranto, where's the your warrant of authority? Co warranto, yeah, where's the warrant of your authority? Do you warrant to be yes. doing this show? Where's your authority? Co warranto, yes. I learned that in my government class, uh, senior high school. I didn't know that. Front page of the anchor newspaper, the education minister is here. Educationist rejects Edu Chum as one of the best performing ministers. Uh, the historic image from the Volta region, more communities submerged mm. after Akosombo Dam spillage. Change in color of Kintampo waterfalls, not Galamsey, yeah. according to management. And 100 years on, Kolebu Hospital wobbles in mismanagement. Mm. Let's take you to some business newspapers. Business Finance says inflation rate drops to 38.1%, thanks to BOG's monetary tightening policy. Also, plastic shoe firm to employ 10,000 workers in five years. And GA leads fight against harassment and violence at the workplace. There's an international instrument we are refusing for some reason to sign. To sign and I don't know what's going on with that. Okay. Front page of the Daily Guide, NPP, uh, sorry, Nana, NPP Bigwigs storms the reserves one week. Cecilia Dapa is on the front page, the education minister is on the front page. 13 hospitalized over food poison. Mm. Wow. Let me take you finally to the business analysts. Um, we're told inflation to go down in quarter four, which is the fourth quarter, 2023, eases to 38.1% in September 2023. Mm -hmm. Another story here says that 1.34 billion mm -hmm. Ghana cities paid so far mm -hmm. to clients of Gold Coast uh, Securities. Mm -hmm. uh, that is coming in from the SEC. Mm -hmm. And GJA mourns with Kufo. Right. And finally from me, the front page of the BNFT, pharma-driven policies must lead food security efforts. Mm. And also on the front page, September inflation drops to 38%, mm. uh, strengthening global financial safety nets through bold reforms of Foyata charges. Lots of stories on City Newsroom Online. Slow down Kosombo Dam Spillage to help evacuation efforts. This is uh, a black water VRA. Now, still on that story, we're told that uh, a bulk supply point uh, has been shut down over flooding. So the ECG has shut down the Sogakube bulk supply plant over flooding. In other stories, Parliamentary Committee probing leaked IGP tips suspends their sitting. And according to the foreign embassy or Ghana embassy in Israel, no Ghanaian has been uh, trapped or Ghanaians have not been trapped in the Israeli Hamas conflict. Other stories, legal actions are delaying payments of Gold Coast customers, not deliberate efforts. This is SEC. And then resign if you cannot do the work. Now, Otamaklo tells Ernest Addison. Now, City Business News also leads to the inflation story. September inflation drops from 40 to 38%. Gold Coast co uh, company customers begin day two of their protest. And IMF bailout quickly agree on debt relief terms of Reata Beck's bilateral creditors myjoinline.com taxpayer money is used to train our nurses we can't sit and have them all leave this is a quote from an official and then i want to see a nobel prize winner from the university of ghana professor ernest Aite speaking yesterday let's get into the details okay guys. i will link three stories in education and then sky can take osp and mm. other attendant businesses so i'll work with the daily graphic a bit mm. uh, i will start with education mm. uh, the government has invested more than 114 billion ghana cities in the education sector since 2017 mm -hmm. the president had disclosed out of the amount he said 12 billion 
had been spent on senior high schools. Okay. The senior high school alone, of which there are 925 schools, we have initiated a total of 1,105 projects, including accommodation and teaching and learning related projects from 2017 to date. Mm-hmm. Now, almost 40 minute speech mm-hmm. at the 61st annual conference of the heads of assisted secondary schools at the Achimacha School in Accra yesterday. President Kufado said out of this 406 are classroom blocks of various types, science labs and home economics blocks, 386 dormitory blocks, mm-hmm. 233 toilet facilities with nine newly constructed model STEM senior high schools spread around the country. Okay. And there's also talk of a digital literacy project. Mm. He said that the e-transform Ghana project stood as a beacon of progress. He said for the investment of $97 million, the government was enhancing service delivery through ICT. Now, so the same the event, story. the first one, yes, mm-hmm. Chas may have made a strong demand to the government mm-hmm. uh, on the supply of food. Yes. Now, this been... Uh, they want to buy their own yes. food items. So, they have called uh, they have called on managers of schools to allow their schools to procure food items to feed students. Mm-hmm. That position, they said, had been on blemish had been an unblemished request from Chas for a couple of years now oh. due to the manner in which some suppliers disappointed it Charlie. in the delivery of food items on time. Mm-hmm. The president of Chas, Reverend Stephen Osusetre, who made the call at the 61st annual conference of the Association of Christ today, mm-hmm. also demanded a significant increase in money allocated for all activities to meet the current increase in prices of goods and services. I'll give you, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about this more on yes, the show. Yes. And then, National Service, mm-hmm. on page 13 of the daily graphic, mm-hmm. the Secretariat has stated that assuming an authority status will enable it to wean itself of government subvention and contribute more to the country's revenue generation efforts. Uh, so, yeah. Then let's add a quick one. Education is rejected Duchum as one of the best of mm-hmm. ministers. So this is related to education. Oh. Page 3 of the anchor says... Uh, the president's position that the Minister of Education was one of his best performed ministers has come under serious scrutiny. A retired educationist, Samuel Yaokuma, says the president got it wrong because he was not on top of happenings within the sector in recent times. According to him, Ghana's education was rather retrogressing and wobbling under the watch of the minister. We can discuss this later, later on. Yes. He lists unfulfilled promises and mm-hmm. issues around teacher welfare. Let me just plug into matters. that briefly. Page 11 of the Ghanaian Times says, STEM education, government targets Ghana as leader in Africa. And that mm-hmm. story is by Cliff Kufu, mm-hmm. President Anadu Dankwe Kufuado says the goal of his government is to position the country as a leader in science, mm. technology, engineering, and mathematics education okay. and innovation on the continent. To this end, he said he uh, Ghana was partnering with the Belgian government uh, on a groundbreaking project which would include e-learning solutions, high-end uh, multimedia laboratories and uh, a comprehensive e-learning class management system mm-hmm. that would devo- or de-revolutionize. Devolution, well. Which word is that? STEM education in the country. Maybe I think, they say, I think they want to say revolutionary. Okay, yeah, most likely. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go to your substantive story. Yeah. So, um, the first one, I will go to the Chronicle and then return to the Ghanaian Times. All right. So, OSP collaborates with uh, FBI to prove okay. Cicely Adapaz U.S. assets. All right. Now, the story on page two says the Office of the Special Prosecutor and the Federal Bureau of Investigation hmm. um, have initiated concurrent inquiries into the activities of Madame Cecilia Abinadapa a former minister for sanitation and water resources and her associates. Now, a statement by the OSP said the investigations will primarily focus on examining their assets and financial transactions within the United States of America. Now, it says the collaborative effort uh, was to ascertain the lawfulness of Madame Dapaz and uh, her associates' wealth, both in the context of their funds transitioning from Ghana to the United States and vice 
Vezza. Stay with that area of stories. Yeah, if you go to page three of the Ghanaian Times, Lawrence uh, Vomafa Apalu mm-hmm. reporting says court begins hearing the past case today. Mm-hmm. Now, the High Court uh, has upheld the request by a former Minister of Sanitation and Water Resources, Cecilia Dapa, for an expedited hearing mm-hmm. of the case involving the seizure of her money and the freezing of her bank accounts. Now, the court presided over by Justice Eric Chu said it considered the timelines for the re-seizure of her money, refreezing of accounts and the return date selected by the prosecution as unfair and inimical to the welfare. I have a, a follow-up people. story on City Newsroom. She said, apart conference meeting people of alleged unfair <laughs> comments and there's a photo to this now Hansen Najima was in court yesterday and he caught glimpses of the interaction so former Sanjay Adapa has confronted private legal practitioner Martin Pebu on his commentary on the ongoing investigation against her by the OSP and the outspoken lawyer has consistently backed the OSP on his decisions to investigate Madame Dapa seize money found in her home and freeze her accounts now however the former minister who seems to have been affected by the remarks accused Martin Pebu of unfair commentary now this happened yesterday October 11 mm-hmm. at the High Court after the High Court had arguments for the abridgment of time for the hearing of the confirmation of the freezing and seizure uh, orders, Mr. Kwebu was in court to represent his client in a separate case in Financial Court 2, where proceedings for Sisley Adapa's case were held. The lawyer, however, explained that his commentary had been strictly based on the facts of the case. There's a very nice photo of the woman pointing at Martin Pebu. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I want to ask. And then Martin Pebu is giving her a stare down. <laughs> Very interesting. I wanted photo. to ask Sky something. So this yeah. new business of now, which uh, does this set some kind of precedent for expediting cases? Does that mean that people can now file these things? No, it depends on the circumstances of the case. I mm. mean, what makes this case so unique that it gets? I think the judge is arguing that mm. by reason of the freezing of her accounts and then also by reason of the seizure of mm. his funds, mm-hmm. she's suffering hardship. Okay. So it's up to the court to make yeah, a decision. So Let me take you to the Akosombo area. Slow down Akosombo Dam spillage to help evacuation efforts. A black to VRA. That's the first story. MP for Norton, which is one of the constituencies downstream of the uh, Akosombo Dam, is urging the VRA to slow down the spillage of the dam to allow for evacuation of residents. The spillage of the dam has caused widespread flooding in the town district, displacing thousands of people and destroying homes and businesses. The VRA in September caution residents downstream of Akosombo and Bond to be alert and take precautionary measures following the controlled spirit of in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Now, a black told eyewitness news that the VRA should slow down the discharge a bit to make sure that all our compatriots are relocated to higher ground. Now, that's story one. Yeah. Story number two, Before the ECG... Do, okay. No, it's still the same place. It's, it's okay. the same thing. So, the ECG has closed down or shut down the sugar copper bulk supply plant over the flooding. Mm-hmm. Now, the electricity company of Ghana has shut down the sugar copper bulk supply point in the Volta region. The ECG in a release issued on Wednesday said it was shut for safety reasons due to flooding of the Sogakope bulk supply point as a result of the Kosovo Dam spillage. Mm. Right? Mm. Uh, it indicated that engineers from both the Gridco and ECG were on standby to restore power supply to affected areas as soon as the water receded. And they also deeply regret the inconvenience. So that's the second story. Okay. Uh, let me just uh, plug into that. Page 8 of the, or the center spread of the Chronicle has a story. VRA presents uh, relief items mm. to the victims uh, affected by the spillage that you were talking about. Mm. Now, the story says the Volta River Authority, in collaboration with the National Disaster Management Organization, has offered support to communities affected by the ongoing spilling of water from the Akosombo and uh, Pond dams mm. through the presentation of relief items. Now, in keeping with the VRA's commitment to alleviate the plight of communities affected by the flooding, whilst monitoring the spill situation, 
uh, that has affected some communities in the lower Volta Basin. The authority decided to provide mm. essential relief items. If you're interested in the story, grab the chronicle. Do you have a story on the Gold Coast customers? Because the SEC has yes, sought to respond to their complaints. Yeah. If you go to page 12 of the Ghanaian uh, Times, 61 aggrieved customers of former Gold Coast Securities picket but SEC appeals for calm. Mm. Kinsley Asari reporting for the Ghanaian Times says uh, some members of uh, the aggrieved customers of Black Shield, uh, formerly known as Gold Coast Securities, for the second time this week, picketed at the Ministry of Finance to demand mm. payment of their locked-up funds. Now, numbering about 61, mm. the group held uh, placards with inscriptions such as, where is the 5.5 Ghana billion or billion Ghana cities approved by parliament to pay us mm -hmm. our locked up funds um our children's school fees they are uh, yes. mr president you haven't been told the truth about the payment mm -hmm. pensioners are dying mm. uh, pay us our money oh, investing in local securities market is not a crime oh. pay us our money and bernard yesterday i saw devastating videos of women and children yeah. sleeping. meanwhile the sec has dispelled claims that the delay in paying agreed customers is um it's a deliberate act by the Ministry of Finance. In a press release, the SEC explained that the delays are a result of legal action mounted by Black Shield and Gold Coast concerning the liquidation petition brought by the official liquidator at the request of the SEC following the revocation of license. Now, the SEC denied the allegation that they were deliberately refusing to pay the people and basically saying that the delay in payment is because of the legal case. So we'll see how that pans out. And quickly, uh, if you go to page three of the uh, business analyst, mm. we're told that 1.34 billion Ghana cities paid so far to clients of Gold Coast Securities. Mm. Now, the story says the Securities and Exchange Commission has uh, confirmed that 4.6 billion Ghana cities have so far been paid to clients of fund management uh, companies. Mm -hmm. Now, they include 3.1 billion Ghana cities to amalgamated fund tier one payment and 1.45 billion Ghana cities assigned to amalgamated fund tier two payments. Now it goes on to provide some other details. If you're All interested, right. grab a call. Let's go to health. Let me tell you about a couple of things happening on uh, page two of the anchor. Uh, the paper says that it's informed that uh, there are a lot of things happening at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. Uh, this paper is informed that those who have had cause to complain or question the happenings in the hospital are either victimized or transferred out of the facility to the Ministry of Health, a development which is following tension among the staff. Workers told this fact that since last week, patients who urgently required oxygen are not getting it, while ordinary consumables and washing detergents such as urethral catheter, gloves, and parazone are in short supply. At the obstetrics and gynecology department, for instance, some nurses have had to comb the facility in search of oxygen for their patients to save lives due to what they described as a maggot-infested system. I'm not uh, sure if we can call it mismanagement. It's almost neglect because, you know, we did a story about the nurses' quarters mm. at Kolebu. We followed up on the dialysis story. We did a story even on the Pantan hey, Health. The so, Pantan Sky, the, there is a, there is a, 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 a neglect of health facilities like Kolebu, Pantan, and they are in real deep trouble. Yeah. Let me now, adding that, adding okay. to that, you now have nurses living in their droves to see greener pastures abroad. Now, yesterday, on a TV show on Joy, the president of the Ghana Research Nurses says, taxpayer money is being used to train these nurses. We can't sit and have them all leave. Yeah, so let me just read that, that quickly. It says, the president of the Ghana Resident Nurses Association uh, 
Madame Perpetual Ofori Ampofu has expressed concern over the staggering exodus of Ghanaian nurses and the impact it's having on the health sector. Speaking on Join News PM Express, Madame Ampofu highlighted the significant investment made by Ghanaian government and taxpayers in training healthcare professionals. She pointed out that these professionals receive highly subsidized education with their training funded by the tax contributions of Ghanaian populace. Therefore, the mass exodus of trained nurses poses a substantial challenge to the nation. Let me just wrap up uh, with a couple of stories. So, on page 26 of the Daily Graphic, mm. uh, there's a there's a solemn mass at uh, to mark the one week of uh, the former first lady's passing mm-hmm. at Pedrasi, attended by uh, basically everybody. Who's yeah, everybody country. was there. And then also the remains of E.T. Mensa have arrived. Have arrived in Ghana. Um, and then uh, Professor Aite says he wants to see a Nobel Prize winner from the University of Ghana. He was speaking mm. yesterday at an event featuring former VCs and former registrars titled Back to the Future Conversations with UG Captains. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he expects the university to raise its research standard mm-hmm. so that the university could produce a Nobel Prize winner in the coming years okay meanwhile let me take you to ghanaian times again page 17 has a story ghana health service records 40,716 mental cases mental health cases in six months hmm. now the story is by agbawude uh samuel agbawude or agbawude whatever uh, hmm. from dambai it says that the ghana health service has uh, at the end of 2023 mid-year uh, recorded 40,716 new cases of mental health, mm. which include neurological and substance use disorder, says the Director General, uh, Dr. Kuma Bwaje. Mm. Now, out of the number, 51.4% of the new mental health cases are females. Now, Dr. Bwaje disclosed these figures in a speech read for him at the National World Mental Health Day celebration at the OT regional capital. Mm. Uh, here in Dubai on let me give you some two international highlights Kenya is going to end its deal with Cuban doctors mm. so it's not only Ghana that has Cuban doctors there's a big debate in Kenya over the presence of Cuban doctors in the country mm. there's also a very interesting story that the US is claiming that Egypt won Israel days before Hamas struck a US committee chair is saying this <laughs> so House of Representatives Foreign Affairs Committee head Michael McCall has told reporters of an alleged warning that Egypt, so he says, we know that Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event like this could happen. Mr. McCall told reporters following a closed-door intelligence briefing on Wednesday. And while we speak, the violence continues. People are dying in their numbers. It doesn't make sense. That is the story that most and international websites are following on. And finally, Bernard, uh, page 9, uh, Palestinians in the sealed, of, of the Daily Graphic, in the sealed of Gaza Strip, struggled uh, to find any safe area yesterday as Israeli strikes mm. demolished entire neighborhoods. Serious. Uh, hospitals are running low on supplies. Mm. Uh, the Israelis say they're not stopping anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And also on page uh, 8 of the paper, City Business Olympics, where Ghana's corporate giants competed mm-hmm. and connected. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, there. Beautiful very, very scenes. Some nice, yeah. nice photos. Man. Yeah. Some nice, nice photos. That's on page 8 of the graphic. Bernard, before we, we go quickly, address challenges facing health workers, Professor Bam, who is mm-hmm. uh, Victoria Bam, uh, the president of the Ghana College of Nurses and Midwives. Mm-hmm. And she's quoted here saying, that last year we had more than 6,000 nurses who migrated from the country. This year alone... 6,000? 6, 6,000. This year alone, it is estimated that about 4,000 of them have so far left. So if you add that, that's 10,000 10, in two years? In two years. Uh, how many are we training a year? And we are losing 10,000. And the ones you are losing are experienced, though. Mm. We should continue. He says we should address their problems. That was the newspaper review. Coming up next is the City Business News. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show.
the city's biggest conversation. 7 o'clock City Business News brought to you by Access Bank, Goyle and MTN. Ashikasi says here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Access Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, aggrieved customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management to meet Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, today after suspending protest. Also, government's chances of accessing second tranche of the $3 billion bailout package from the IMF hanging in a balance as a fund awaits outcome of Ghana's engagement with bilateral creditors. Let's settle for the details. The aggrieved customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management will today meet the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, after temporarily suspending their protest. The affected customers embarked on a two-day picketing at the Finance Ministry to press home their demands for payment of locked-up funds. The Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, in a statement indicated that the Finance Ministry cannot be blamed for the delay in payment of bailout funds as the delay is principally due to the legal action by Black Shield Gold Coast. Aggrieved customers subsequently dismissed this accession by the SEC. Convener of the aggrieved customers of the defunct Gold Coast Fund Management, Charles Nyami, has been speaking on the issue. The payment of the partial bailout or the payment of the bailout package is not part of the ongoing case in the court. It is the government, out of its own discretion, that wants to hold with the customers to ransom to secure the liquidation order. That is why they are bringing in condition that unless they get liquidation order, they will not disperse the approved bailout package. And come to think of it, a liquidation order has nothing to do with a, 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 a parliamentary approved bailout package. The government had two options to choose any to pay us. That mm -hmm. is either to go a liquidation route. Mm -hmm. That is, you go to the court, you take order, then you sell the assets of the company and pay us. But according to a statement of Security Generation Commission in dated 2nd September 2020, mm -hmm. they said that they engaged the government through the Ministry of Finance and convinced the government to use a bailout route because of experience that they have on liquidation matters. Mm -hmm. That some can take even 20 years based on the experience that they have on their table. And the government agreed that it's going to use a, a bailout route to pay us. Charles Nyami is the convener of the aggrieved customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management. Now, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, says it is waiting for the outcome of Ghana's engagement with its bilateral creditors before releasing the next tranche of the $3 billion bailout package. This was disclosed by the IMF Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva, after meeting government to discuss the way forward. Ghana recently reached a staff-level agreement with the IMF following a review of the country's economic progress after the first tranche of $600 million was disbursed. The IMF and Ghana reached a staff-level agreement on October 6 on economic policies and reforms to conclude the first review of the country's three-year program under the extended credit facility. 
This agreement is subject to approval by the IMF's executive board and receipt of the necessary financial assurances. The IMF has praised Ghana's strong policy and reform commitment under the program, which it says is bearing fruit and leading to signs of economic stabilization. Away from that, the Ghana Statistical Service, GSS, has reported a decrease in food inflation for September 2023, which now stands at 49.4% compared to the previous month of August, where it was at 51.9%. This coincides with a reduction in the overall monthly inflation rate for September, down to 38.1% from the August figure of 40.1%. To get more insight into these developments, we turn to the report by Daniel Odrumensa, which is read to you by Nana Tufo-Barton. In September 2023, prices of alcoholic beverages, tobacco, narcotics, food and non-alcoholic beverages registered a food inflation rate of 49.4%, showing a notable decrease from the 51.9% recorded in August 2023. According to the Ghana Statistical Service, this decline is expected to enhance purchasing power and stimulate economic activity. Professor Samuel Kobna Enim, the government statistician, will provide further insights on this food inflation. In 2023, we identified four divisions that recorded rates of inflation higher than the overall rate of inflation of 38.1%. This was distantly led by alcohol, alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics, tying with food and non-alcoholic beverages, recording rate of inflation of 49.4%, followed by personal care, social protection, and miscellaneous goods and services, 49.2%, furnishing household equipment and routine maintenance, 44.9%. All these four divisions recorded rates higher than the national average of 38.1% for the month of September 2023. From a relative perspective, that is the division that recorded the highest rate of inflation for the month of September 2023. That is alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics recording a rate of 49.4% and the division that recorded the lowest rate of inflation, which is insurance and financial services. We identify a, five, a 10 times difference between two, these two divisions as insurance and financial services recorded a rate of 5.0% relative to 49.4% for alcoholic beverages, tobacco and narcotics, and also for food and non-alcoholic beverages. Meanwhile, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, the Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance, has affirmed the government's commitment to minimizing food inflation for the benefit of consumers. Where food prices globally increased significantly following the Russia-Ukraine uh, challenges and even the fight over grain, grain supplies from uh, Ukraine, India decided to ban export of rice you know, to other countries. All those contributed to food inflation increasing globally. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we also import significant amount of the food we consume here, you were expecting to have imported inflation. Okay, so they all played a role. Daniel Odrumensa filed the report, which was read to you by Nana Tufo-Bwatin. Now, economists are raising concerns over the $500 million seed capital to be invested into the Ghana Financial Stability Fund to cushion financial institutions that are reeling under the impact of the Domestic Debt Exchange Program, DDP. The government is being accused of neglecting the fund, not investing adequately into the funds. 
Speaking to City Business News, economist Dr. Patrick Isumin advocates for a more substantial capital to enable financial institutions to recover from the impact. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Trading activity on the secondary bond market picked up in the second session following a Dow week opening. Bondholders exchanged a total of 70.5 million Ghana cities across the short end of the market. The Data Bank Bond Index ended the session at 80.5 points with a weighted yield to maturity of 13.69%. On Treasury bill offers for this week, the government plans to raise 2.2 billion Ghana cities for the 91 to the 364 day bills with the aim to cover estimated maturities worth 2.1 billion Ghana cities. The 91-day yield is currently quoted at 29.19%, with a 364-day yield at 33.02%. That was Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank. And that's it for the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle, Access Bank, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Siza. Many thanks for listening. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. City Business News was brought to us by Access Bank. Our entrepreneurship Pitcherton is back. Season 5 is bigger and better. You could win a share of a million cities worth of prizes, including cash, business training, web design, publicity, and more. Application is on till 15th October. Go to ghana.accessbankplc.com. Register now. T's and C's apply. You may also call 0800-00-4400. It's a toll-free number. Access Bank's W. Inspiring, connecting, and empowering. News brought to you by MTN. If you need to make an urgent call but realize you don't have credit, you can use the short code star 506 hash get to borrow credit on MTN extra time. Dial that number today, borrow extra time, and finish a conversation that was cut short because you ran out of credit. And the news was sponsored also by Goyle. And we have the Super XP Ron 95, a high grade fuel sold at the same price as normal fuel and diesel xp low in sulfur an eco-friendly option for your vehicle with over 440 stations across the nation join the family that rewards you with quality for an energized driving experience kickoff is next with gabi Offers brought to us by leshehu and in partnership with petra we have exciting news for all petra tier 3 scheme members if you need a loan for immediate expense like school fees rent project completion or any urgent financial need or you dream of taking a vacation renovating your home or other things safeguard your investment take a pension back loan at a low interest rate call 0577-699-923 learn about easy loan or visit loans.petraonline.com let's share who let's improve life and if you own a car there's only one sound you fall in love with every time it's the sound of a healthy engine that's why shell fuels with dynaflex technology are designed to keep your engine clean and protected for efficient running and healthy engine that sounds like music visit your favorite shell station today and get shell fuels because every car loves shell it's the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation
Gab, your first joining us with the sports <laughs> news. Good morning, Gab. Good morning, Bernard, and welcome on board to the Thursday edition of Kickoff on the CBS. Coming up this morning, the Black Stars of Ghana will know their opponent uh, for the 2024 Afghan in Cote d'Ivoire when the draw takes place tonight in Abidjan. Also, we look ahead to this. The fundamentals have been right. We have a president that cares about women football. And then he says, okay, there is no way we can have sponsorship coming on board, partners coming on board, and not increasing all the things, looking at how the ecosystem is running. All right, the 2023-24 Women's Premier League uh, successfully launched yesterday. Wolampim Dakwan ladies emerged as uh, overall champions in the forthcoming season. More on that in a bit. But first... Alright, that's right. Uh, that's another exciting journey begins today when the draw for the AFCON is done. The draw will start at 7 p.m. Senegal, who are the defending champions, together with uh, 23 other countries, will be divided into six groups. That's a uh, group A to F of four teams each. Now, host nation is a uh, Cote d'Ivoire. They will be on top of group A in position one. Defending champion Senegal will be uh, the head of one of the remaining five groups. The other four groups' leaders will be determined based. And uh, the latest FIFA ranking, what this means for Ghana is that by virtue of the current ranking uh, for Africa, the Black Stars will be in port two alongside rivals Nigeria and uh, last year host nation Cameroon. There's a Burkina Faso, Mali and the uh, Congo uh, for port one. Uh, he has a host nation Cote d'Ivoire. There's a uh, Morocco defending champion Senegal, Tunisia, Algeria and Egypt for port three. There's a uh, South Africa, Cape Verde, Guinea. Zambia, Equatorial Guinea, and Mauritania. For the final port, that's a port four. There's a Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, Namibia, Angola, Gambia, and Tanzania. So 24 countries in total, and looking to win Africa's biggest uh, trophy uh, in Cote d'Ivoire later next year. More data later on that uh, when the draw is completed. Now we head to the USA because uh, Mohamed Kudus has joined the Black Stars camp in Charlotte for the Test matches against Mexico. In the United States of America, uh, Kuduzi reported on Wednesday morning train with the rest of the squad in the evening ahead of the two matches. And uh, also joining the team is Turkey base Jerome Opoku, who plays for Super League side Istanbul, Basakshire. And the rival of the two players bring the number to uh, 21 players for Chris Uten as Ghana prepared to take on the 2023 CONCACAF Gold Champions Mexico at the Bank of America Stadium on Saturday, October 14. Well, here in Ghana, but chairman for a crowd heart of October the 14 has called on the club supporters to refrain uh, from spewing negative remarks about the club following Koopman's sloppy start to the season. Now, Togbe, he conveyed this remark in the club's general annual meeting held yesterday. Heart of folk in recent seasons, they struggled on the pitch with uh, uh, leading to the sacking of former coach Zlavko Marthic and uh, David O'Clue steering the club to a tough place finish. Arsenal, look at what they went through for many years. Until now, Liverpool for 30 years in the doldrums until uh, a club came in. So it's not an exact science. Let's get that clear. It's not like one plus one equals to two. There's always a lot of judgment involved, and many factors come to play in making a coach succeed or fail. 
you know, one of the biggest failures was uh, this coach who was doing so well, Coach Moyes, that he was doing very well in Everton, and then Manchester took him with high hopes. He didn't last. Since then, Manchester has been going in and out, various coaches. We've seen even uh, your, your popular friend, uh, Chelsea man, Jose Mourinho, sack from here and sack from there. Eh? For the first time, Germany sacked a coach recently. So please, please, with all due respect, with all due respect, it's not an exact science. And for an ambitious club like Rats of Folk, sometimes you don't have the patience, which is why you may change very quickly the same way Chelsea has done over the years. All right, so there's an executive board chairman for Crowd Heart of Folk to be affected at 14 uh, with his, his message to the club funds after a poor start to coupons tenure. While at Theatre of Dreams yesterday, Dream Service did play out one or draw with in Swatchman in an outstanding fixture of the Bet Power Premier League. In Swatchman announced uh, they now sit second on the league table with uh, seven points, and for Dreams, they are 10th with uh, five points. Elsewhere in Sinani, but for Quartano, are currently table toppers under head coach Stephen Frimpong. Manson are doing incredible stuff. Now, Manson says his team will not be complacent, but will work hard to maintain his position on the league log. Not at all. You know, we still consider ourselves in every game that we play as the underdog. So we are not taking any chance at all. Instead, rather, we'll have to step up our course now. Once we are top, we'll be the target of every team that we play. So we'll still have to work harder than we, we, we've been doing. All right, now let's talk some women's football. And the new season for the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League was launched yesterday. The new season will start on the weekend of Friday, October 27 uh, to Monday, October 30. I'm Pim Dakwan Ladies are the defending champions in the one's last season and will be hoping to retain the title. Uh, here is an executive council member of the GFA Gift Award Mentor on this season's package for the girls. A lot of things, like I said, the fundamentals have been right. We have a president that cares about women football. And then he says, okay, there is no way we can have sponsorship coming on board, partners coming on board, and not increasing all the things, looking at how the ecosystem is running. So, yeah, that's why. And now we are not just going to give monetary, but we have an attachment of the whole bus, and four buses being splitted among the 20 clubs on merits. Can you just go over the prize money? Sir? The prize money is we are having a 50, every club on appearance is getting a 60,000 for the southern zone, 65,000 for Northern Zone. We are getting still voucher from Girl, as in the 12,000 for Northern Zone, 10,000 for Southern. We are getting Melcom to give us the, the shopping voucher. We are getting the Decathlon sponsorship in terms of our kitchen. We are getting 30 balls for the season from Decathlon. We are also going to get uh, 30 boots Puma boots from GFA. And also, if you are able to win or become part of the first four for each of the clubs, then you get the passes which we are talking about. All right, so that's a gift to Wari Mentor. She's an executive council member of the GFA. She also doubles as her CEO for Barry uh, Ladies. Now, today's a lawyer for disqualified presidential aspiring Judge Free Richmond uh, Saka. Number says he can redress over the decency of the recently held elections. It's an option Judge Free's camp is exploring. Now, he said this in an exclusive interview with City Sports ahead of the court hearing, uh, which will take place later today following the GFA elections held in Tamale on October 5. The provision has always been that no conduct or no action should be taken that between judicial dependency of that kind of application. So, by proceeding to conduct that election, clearly they had overreached the basis for that application. And so, we are advising ourselves about it. However, uh, we strike that, and one decides that you would uh, disrespect the authority of the court and the court's mandate to decide such fundamental issues brought by uh, 
citizen of this country, the necessary uh, penalties shall apply. And there are those uh, options we are exploring at this stage, including options about challenging the propriety of the conduct of that election, which we believe would see it, which is where would go um, to seek redress about the propriety of that election. All right, so that's a legal representative for... Judge Free uh, Richmond Numbusaka speaking there. Well, in Europe, the European qualifiers, some selected games coming up later today. Latvia v. Uh, Armenia. Albania will play Czech Republic. Croatia up against Turkey. Spain, welcome. Uh, Scotland. And for Steve Clark, his manager for Scotland, he's urged side to be brave against the Spanish later tonight. Looking forward to the game. Obviously, a, a big challenge for us. Uh, playing against a really good team. Prepared well in the short period of time that we've had to prepare. So now we look forward to the game. Very good team. Uh, obviously, they won the, the Nations League in, in the summer. I think when we played them in March, they were probably just in a little bit of transition between the previous coach and the new coach. Uh, they'd had a disappointing World Cup campaign, so we maybe got them at a good time in March. We know we have to be very, very good to get a positive result. All right, so that's our Steve Clark, manager for Scotland, uh, speaking ahead of the game against uh, Spain later tonight. Well, for England, Conor Gallagher says he's hopeful he'll be given a chance to play for England during the international break. Yeah, of course. Um, every football game you play is an opportunity to impress someone, and obviously I always try and impress Gareth. But, um, you know, obviously I love playing for England, and hopefully I get the, the opportunity to, to do that again. Does this camp come at a good time for you, given your form with Chelsea? I think so, yeah. Obviously, winning the last few games at Chelsea um, helps and I feel confident and and uh, ready to go again. All right, so that's uh, England and Chelsea. Attack at corner, Gallagher speaking there. And speaking of England, uh, Wayne Rooney has been named Birmingham City's new manager on a three-and-a-half-year deal. The former Manchester United and England striker Rooney, uh, he left his role as head coach of DC United by mutual consent on Sunday after they missed out on the MLS Cup playoffs. Well, for the South America qualifiers, Colombia v Uruguay uh, later tonight at 10.30pm. Uh, Argentina take on Paraguay. Bolivia v Ecuador with both games kicking off at 11pm. Uh, now, finally, two tennis and top seed Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, he lost in the last 16 of the Shanghai Masters to Gregor Dimitrov. Alcaraz won three games in a row to take the first set. But Dimitrov fought back to win 5-7-6-2-6-4. The Bulgarian will now face Chilean 22nd seed Nicolas Jari in the quarterfinals later on Friday. All right, that's a wrap of uh, today's edition of Kickoff. Uh, we've got more stories for you on our uh, website, citysportsonline.com and on X at uh, citysportsjh. We'll be back later at uh, 5 p.m. with more uh, stories on Sports Flash. Kickoff is probably brought to you by Shell and Les Shell. Gabby Fair here. Do take care of yourself and bye-bye. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. City's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
7.34, it's a Thursday morning. It's the 12th day of October. And naturally, a few birthday requests coming through. Happy birthday to Georgina Obing of West Razako. This is from your father, Louise Obing, who is the deputy head of mission, Ghana's High Commission to India. So, Georgina Obing of West Razako, your dad is wishing you a happy birthday. And to my lovely wife, Mrs. Jessica Birago Ochre. Uh, wishing her beautiful things that she would wish for herself. I love her so much from her husband, George Siodu Ochre, who's with Guinness Ghana Brewers PLC in Accra. <laughs> Another one coming in to John Odromensa. He was 70 years old today from Daniel Odromensa. His siblings and his wife, Auntie Ata. Beloved mother, we wish you God's blessings. I'm not sure I'm reading this thing well. So, John Odromensa, you are 70 today. 
and uh, this is from your wife Antiata and Daniel Drummensa and his siblings okay happy birthday to Efua Isiamej executive director of the Dream of Our Foundation it's our prayer that this new year will bring even greater achievements happiness and good health from the Dream of Our Foundation also wishing Professor Akosia Adoma Pebi and this is from the Pebulets. I like it. <laughs> the Pebulets. The Pebulets and their spouses <laughs> and their children. Incredible woman. I remember interviewing Professor Kosia uh, Pebby on the history of slavery. And I think yeah. she still has the most comprehensive knowledge on slavery and slave trade, at least in Ghana. Yeah. I took her history course yeah. first. Yeah. She's very thorough. Yeah. And before you did the interview, she will give you the book to read so you can get the context. She and the historian in tech who I also interviewed, I forget her name now, Wilhelmina Mensa or something. Okay. Very, very good. Those those, those were the uh, first decade of CT when we we're doing the, um, the, the, the Heritage Month. Yeah. You know, and I was reflecting on my learnings and I realized that I learned more from interviews than from even reading books. Oh, yes. Partly because some of the, particularly the academics, before you interview them, they'll give you things. Things, yeah. And by the time you finish reading that thing to interview them, you've you've learned so much. You so, know, and, and the thing about Doctor Pebby's class at the time was, Doctor Pebby can bring your love for you to eat too. But as I'm no, as I'm no, as I'm no, Doctor Pebby can bring you jollof. Yeah. Oh, she's in a happy mood. Tell oh. they brought you jollof. You eat. Yes. So see who can. You know, Bernard. She will not compromise on the great. <laughs> Bernard. In fact, talking about the great thing that you are discussing. Yeah. I beg you. Uh, yesterday, I was talking about the um, the new policy at Legon. Uh-huh. Which policy uh, insists that it's not a new policy? Oh, okay, whatever. It it's is. not. It's not. It's, it's not a new policy. No, no, whatever it is. is. It, you know, a lawyer. So once you shout <laughs> in that level of, that's okay. I I take your guidance. Even when I was in Legon, people uh-huh. were withdrawing for leaving for for not getting that great point. For not getting. It's, it's, it's a normal thing, and I'm not normalizing failure. My point is that mm-hmm. it is not a strange development for people. To be withdrawn from the university mm-hmm. for poor academic work. In fact, oh, that's true. Prior to this law, mm-hmm. in the in the 80s and early 90s, they used to write what is called the first university exam. Mm-hmm. So you go to university and for one year you don't do anything and you write one exam. If you don't pass that exam, you are going, you home. Are going home. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. This one is even accumulating grade points. So it means they've given you a number of semesters to make up the grade points. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's no, it's been are... captured. In the right ways, like the university is being callous. No, it's not. No, you see, Bernard, I'm uh, not even. I'm not attacking the university. Okay. I'm just seeking to bring your attention to something I learned yesterday. All right. So, a respected professor at the university mm. detailed some of the reasons why yes. students are underperforming. Yes. And then, you know, I had plugged in the fact that the lack of course supervisors or yes. advisors yes. or personal tutors yes. may also be affecting performance. Fair enough. And yesterday you got some response from some of them. Yes, one of the lecturers said to me that if mm. you take, for example, the business school, mm. and I'm not making holding brief for the investment, but this is the reality. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Legon has 60,000 students. Mm-hmm. All right. When Legon started, they were like, I don't know, less than... In fact, Professor Diamonds has said that when he was in level 200 mm-hmm. in 1963, right, the whole university were like thousand people or something. One thousand. Or like the the. In fact, he said his his year group. Mm-hmm. You know, African studies, they used to do it. It's like a mixed course. Mm-hmm. 
all the freshers were less than a thousand. Mm -hmm. So they could all, from archaeology to zoology, mm -hmm. do African studies from the same lecture room. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, when I was in Legon, my just my group of African studies, we couldn't even fit into the M block. Wow. And now, <laughs> business school has like 93 lecturers, mm -hmm. and there are 8,000 students just in the business school. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the point is that the University of Ghana, University of Cape Coast, KN University, Winneba University, the student population has outgrown the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. The population officially is 75,000. It has outgrown the faculty. University of Ghana, 75,000. It has 000. outgrown the wow. infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It has outgrown the facilities. It has outgrown everything. And mm -hmm. we may even need to set up satellite campuses. Accommodation is a big issue. Mm -hmm. Lecturers are struggling to deal with the numbers. Mm -hmm. Now, free SHS has brought more people and made them more eligible to enter secondary school. Mm -hmm. And because they pass, which we want them to pass, they will also get to university. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is, how do we finance tertiary education in a way That's sustainable. that allows as many people who are qualified to get it, mm -hmm. but the investors who have enough resources to run well, mm -hmm. we can employ more lecturers to teach well. Mm -hmm. It's a national conversation we should have. But what happens in Ghana is that, Right now, our focus is free SHS. So we we'll mm -hmm. talk about it and discuss it. Ah, we neglect basic. Then when the basic and secondary does well, they will pump all the people to university. Then we'll have a big discussion on university. So somebody's come and promise. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a holistic conversation. So I'm not cutting. I'm just saying that sky. Yesterday I was at the university mm -hmm. moderating a conversation of Legon. Legon mm -hmm. was started in 1948. Mm -hmm. The university's facilities are overstretched. Mm -hmm. The academic resources are not enough. The students are willing to learn. But it's impossible to have the level of training you got at um, Buckingham. Buckingham at Legon mm. because the numbers just don't make sense. Mm. For example, your, your law class, mm -hmm. even when I went to do my MBA, you are right. There's personal tuition. Mm -hmm. There are people who will talk to you about your performance. When I was going to take some, um, I was going to take some exam, mm -hmm. this university even provided resources for me to learn. Yeah. Yeah. To go and take an internship uh, when I was going to do the internship at PZ, mm -hmm. they, you had to take a test. Mm -hmm. The university gave me books to read, and they spoke to me about how I should go for about the interview. Yeah. yeah, I don't think any invest any public investing in Ghana can do this. Even if they wanted to do it, they wouldn't do it effectively because there are just too many people. Mm -hmm. So the country needs to think about how all these private universities that are coming into the country. What are we telling them? You have yesterday I interviewed both of university. Mm -hmm. You have about. I don't know. Plenty. The universities that are coming in should be brought in to meet our needs. Mm -hmm. The government should see them as partners to say, we have 200,000 people eligible for university. Mm -hmm. Our public universities can take only 100,000 mm -hmm. as an example. So the rest of the 100,000, they are private universities. How do you meet them halfway mm -hmm. so they can also... Can absorb. Yes, but we make it look like private facilities, they are on their own. Mm -hmm. They can charge anything they want. If you want to, so it, the whole thing is not holistic, yeah. and learning is suffering because, guy, I by the, the the reason my best performance in Legon was in my final year was that in my final year the class sizes were smaller. When I went to Legon level hundred geography, economics, maths, the first geography class were like three hundred people. Mm -hmm. If somebody sits in a lecture room teaching three hundred people, there's no way it's going to concentrate. Mm -hmm. In final year labor economics, we are like sixty. Mm -hmm. International economics, we are like twenty five. So now the lecturer can teach you well. And supervise you properly. Mm -hmm. So until we get to a stage where the universities can deal with reasonable class sizes, we are just mass producing certificate holders. We are not educating anybody. Because you can't tell me that having 300 people, 600 people in a psychology class, 
you go to M block, the lecturer is sitting there, he's talking, the mic is not working. Mm-hmm. Even if you do an essay, you won't read it. Mm-hmm. Because I can't read 600 essays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I don't read the essay, I won't know if you are learning. That's right. Go to universities in the US. Teachers are teaching class of 25, 30, 60. Students are asking questions. There are tutorials. Mm-hmm. And we are all going to compete at the, for the job at the same World Bank, mm-hmm. at the same IMF, at the same WTO. We cannot compete. Meanwhile, people who have money, they are sending their children to Academic City, Assessi University. They are sending them outside the country. Mm-hmm. Because if you go, to, I went to Academic City last week. Mm-hmm. Their engineering class, mechanical engineering, they were like eight people. Eight. After the two-hour lecture, they took them to a lab. Yep where they had a lab technician taking them through how to produce boats and not. They were basically learning how to... And they were like eight guys. Mm-hmm. And the guy was talking and they were doing the thing on themselves. So they went into an air chamber mm-hmm. to do some... It's investing wow. in Ghana. Yes. But ask how much they pay. Uh, you Maybe you can pay because now you're a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but most people can't pay. So Sky, I'm saying that this thing we are saying about university, people yeah. are failing... It's just half of the story. Yeah. The system, we have to get serious if we want to compete. Mm. We have to prioritize education mm-hmm. and we have to give the res- universities the resources to train the people. Mm-hmm. They have the faculty. The lecturers are good. Mm-hmm. The standards but, are high, but the students are just too many. Yeah. And then just to add to that, so let me just read this. It will take a minute. Every course from this professor has a course advisor according to this professor students are required to report to their department and talk to their course advisors Mm -hmm. now you ask students to come to the department they will not show up a student leaves the university having studied economics and doesn't even know where the department is located do you know that some students pay their colleague students to go for lectures and find a way to record the lectures for them because they spend their time during the day on social media as social media influencers Parents come to my office after they are supposed to go. Uh, they are they are supposed they are, the people are supposed to graduate uh, because they did not come home with their certificate, only to find out that they did not even register for the course in some levels. Now, student has uh, a student who has been uh, given fees and all kinds of support wrote to the academic affairs department to defer her course on the grounds that the father was involved in an accident and therefore couldn't pay the fee for that year. The father father found out after the student was supposed to have graduated and the father nearly collapsed. I'm happy with the move to sack students if they don't meet the 1.0 requirement because the suspension of the implementation of this policy has created more problems for the students, lecturers and staff as well as parents. This is the challenge that we have. Do you know that when I was there, it was 1.5, it wasn't even 1. Oh, it was 1.5? Yeah. Yeah. Which is higher. So, and again, we don't want to use one story to say all students are not serious. Mm-hmm. I am saying that if we don't come up with a drastic approach to tertiary education, I'll give you another example. Mm. You have Legon, you have Tech, you have Cape Coast, you have UDS, you have um, Takwa. Takwa University. Yeah. These are our main universities. Mm-hmm. Then you have a lot of church based ones, Presby, Catholic. Uh, when um, the other ones we have some in Sunyai yes too, and then Eastern you and Europe. then uh, now this is what I think if somebody has an investment to come and do say a private university whether it's Lancaster or Boto or whatever university you want to call it the government should be able to say Legon Tech and all these universities do these kinds of courses so if you are coming to get a license to do a private university mm-hmm. we will encourage you to focus on the gaps in the system because I don't see why somebody should come from abroad and come and start a university 
to do admin. Because Cape Coast, Legon, they all do admin. We have too many, but maybe we don't have enough engineering universities. Mm-hmm. So if you have money to set up a private university and you can build a lab, we we'll encourage you to do certain courses to fill the gaps within our system. But here, we just accredit the person who can pay to come and compete with the same Legon to do the same course. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. We should be able to use the accreditation process to and the regulation to, to streamline the, because private sector comes in to meet a need. Mm-hmm. So Academic City is doing STEM. Mm-hmm. You have an engineering faculty, Dr. Lucia Japon, Fred McBagon-Lurie. Mm-hmm. We, li- we like that. Mm-hmm. As she has engineer. I don't think, and I'm not saying they don't, they shouldn't do admin, but if you look at courses like psychology and those things, Legon can do it. But is the argument not that it should be a question of how the course is taught and delivered for that matter? So that if there is a better way of delivering the course, mm-hmm. not having 900 people in the same class doing the same thing, when in fact the person is coming in to deliver 25 people per class, in a specialized way there are tutorials there are um, you know invitations extended to external uh, lecturers to come and give them hands-on experiences these are how other people are, are receiving education experts from the Sky. field come and deliver lectures what you are saying mm-hmm. is true but let me tell you the reality mm-hmm. again i'm using yesterday's program i learned a lot yesterday mm-hmm. the, the vice chancellor who was there when i was in the university at i said when the university of ghana started the government the Gold Coast government mm-hmm. gave the investor five million pounds. A lot of money. Or is it three million pounds? Five years in advance and say, use this to run the investor. So basically, the, the government's subvention was given. Front loaders. Yes. Three years or five years in advance, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So basically, they didn't have to come to government every year for money. He says, fast forward, when he was VC, they were paying the money in arrears. And this was quarterly arrears. So from five years advance money mm-hmm. to run, to arrears, which is what the whole cost sharing came. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, everybody was, government was paying for everything. When I was in, when I was about to go to Legon, there was a major con- controversy where government says students should pay 5%, the investors use IGF to pay 30%, government will pay 65%. I think the ratio has changed. The point is that if we don't have a national thinking around how do we finance tertiary education to make it quality, okay, in Ghana right now, it's all about push, it's like SHS. We say people should do free SHS, so everybody's in school. Mm-hmm. That's just question one. Question, question two, two is, what kind of teaching are they getting? Mm-hmm. Question three is, what are they learning? Mm-hmm. Question four is, what are they becoming? We've just answered question one, and we say we are the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to the university and say, okay, oh, last year, we spent $2 billion on university education, and we educated 300,000 graduates. We are the best government ever. What are they? That's not the question. The question is, okay, when we pick your graduate from Legon, your average graduate, how does it compare to somebody from University of Nairobi, University of Joss, University of West Indies, Cambridge, mm-hmm. Harvard. Where does he, he rank? Mm-hmm. Can he get a job at Can he get a job at Canary Wharf mm-hmm. to to work at the city? Mm-hmm. Can he? Does he understand what a university graduate? Does he have the emotional intelligence? Does he Does he understand how to deal with complexity? Mm-hmm. Do you understand? We don't ask those questions. All we are saying is we have trained. So so long as politicians lead the education conversation on a, a first-past-the-goal-post system of bragging rights. Mm-hmm. We are not going to compete with anybody. We are not going to get anywhere. They will be quoting, oh, Times University, we are the best university. It, it, they, those things don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. The most important thing an university needs is too, the quality of your products and quality of your research. Mm-hmm. If your products are not being hired by the best companies in the world, your university is not ranked. If your research is not t- teaching us anything new, here we are in Accra. We are talking about cholera. We are talking about sanitation. We are talking about traffic light your universities should be at the center 
So here, what's the biggest problem in Ghana? Flooding. Mm -hmm. Volta River Authority is going to do spillage. The Wager Dam. Your university should be thinking around ways in which we can manage our urban spaces. And the system must also then use that knowledge. That's what the university is there for. So for now, the conversation is about, look at the graphic front page. And I'm not saying government shouldn't spend money. Mm -hmm. What's the focus of the story? Government has spent $115 billion into education since 2017. To achieve what outcome? SHS takes 12.9 billion. And this is the president. This, this is today. Why should that be the focus? The focus is not the amount you spend. The focus is what is that money doing? Mm -hmm. The focus is how is the university becoming competitive? Mm -hmm. What is the quality? Go to W World Economic Forum and take the top 10 skills of university, or top 10 skills for the workplace. Sky, when I mention those things and then I take you to a class of political science in Legon with 500 students, how many of those students will get any of those skills? Google it, top 10 skills for 2022 and read it to me. And ask me that if you go to even Legon, where I was yesterday, and pick a student from P-Science who goes to do his lectures at M-Block, level 300, mm -hmm. with the lecturer delivering that lecture notes, mm -hmm. with the assignment is given, what aspect of that education will make him get even three of the top 10 skills that is listed in that list? So stop telling me that you spend 115 billion in education. Mm -hmm. That's not the question you need to answer. The question is, how are the universities being made fit for purpose? So for example, a few years ago, the university decided that we are becoming too big. Mm -hmm. So we are going to become collegiate in our administration. Mm -hmm. We're going to break up the administration and invest it to be more efficient. We can attract more financing, mm -hmm. right? They were talking about how the investor was going to be more research focused. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to hear. Don't tell me that you spent 115 billion in education since 2017. That doesn't end there. And Bernard, the question you asked. Me. So I just dug it up. According to the World Economic Forum's Future of Jobs 2023 report, the top 10 skills that are expected to be in demand by 2027 are 1. Analytical thinking. Mm. 2. Creative thinking. Mm. 3. Resilience, flexibility, and agility. 4. Motivation and self-awareness. <laughs> 5. Curiosity and lifelong learning. Six, technological literacy. Hmm. Seven, dependability and attention to detail. Eight, empathy and active listening. Hmm. Nine, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Hmm. Ten, leadership and social influence. Go through the list again. One, analytical thinking. Okay. Two, creative thinking. Mm -hmm. Three, resilience, flexibility and agility. Mm -hmm. Four, motivation and self-awareness okay five curiosity and lifelong learning mm -hmm. six technological literacy seven dependability and attention to detail hmm. eight empathy and active listening nine artificial intelligence and machine learning and ten leadership and social influence so you think about it for the next five minutes <laughs> you know and take your average university graduate and ask whether the, the way they are educated mm -hmm. brings out even four of these. Just ask. So what we are saying is that we must always answer the right question if we must make progress. Mm -hmm. And the, the amount of money spent in education is not the issue. The outcome. Where is the money going? And how are the investments being made fit for purpose? Mm -hmm. We understand that money is important. Mm -hmm. But we do know that beyond just saying we've spent this amount of money mm -hmm. this is a very basic paradigm 
output to outcomes. Mm-hmm. So when I was working 10 years ago, when I was doing Star Ghana project. Mm-hmm. Star Ghana will give you maybe 20,000 CDs yeah. to do a project to train journalists. Mm-hmm. Then you will say, we trained 10 journalists in something. Star Ghana said, no, we don't want that. We don't want you to do, stop telling me the output. Mm-hmm. But what are the outputs? So how has the guy's work changed? Mm-hmm. That's what Star Ghana did. So from the paradigm shifted from, so this idea of we spend this, we mm-hmm. spend this, we are the Ghana that spend the most money on education. Those parameters are necessary but insufficient for transformation. Mm-hmm. And the question is transformation. It's not just government. It also requires innovative university leaders. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. People who have a vision for education, a faculty that is aware of what is happening globally, mm-hmm. and students who are prepared to put in the work. That's right. So it's a major situation. And for me, it starts with what we discuss here. So we don't just get up and say, okay, so I'll, I'll, be, a, I'll be a big fool if after today's paper I call uh, the spokesperson for NDC for Education mm-hmm. and I put the MPP Education and say, okay, MPP said they spent 12.9 billion on free SHS. How much did Mahama spend on education? Then... They will talk, 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 talk. Then I'll say, okay, this guy has won. I'll be a very big fool if I did that. Mm-hmm. What I'm supposed to do is, okay, let's review the investors' performance. Let's look at their, mm-hmm. their graduates. What are they up to? Mm-hmm. Let's use measurable things. Mm-hmm. Class size. Mm-hmm. University of Ghana research. Mm-hmm. Where do our researchers rank? Mm-hmm. When we take the top 100 researchers in Africa, which of them are from our investors? When we talk about the top 50 papers mm-hmm. written on science, technology, innovation, and math how many of our lecturers have produced any of those that's what we should be asking then we should ask how are we implementing our research in national governance mm-hmm. those are the questions you should ask that, that's what i should be doing i shouldn't be sitting here playing to the gallery and doing cheap politics how much money has because the public sphere is too serious to reduce it to a comparison of records that's right. so i'm i'm urging when we enter the chance discussion we should do it dispassionately which is why this this hurry to arrogate to people he's the best education minister since sliced bread i reject it because our problems are bigger than people's egos about who's the best here or there some of the people who have done the best work we don't even know them yesterday the university of, i was reading their history mm. people who have done great work in the university as registrars as professors as heads of department who have built faculties mm-hmm. Who have written papers and done research we don't even mention their names mm-hmm. they don't have political positions mm-hmm. they are reformers that's what we should be thinking about mm-hmm. a society should honor people who bring reform and change mm-hmm. not people who have position and can get cheap media coverage i reject that so where we are going with education is beyond mere rhetoric and as the election approaches we in the media should not allow education should be the students education should play football again mm-hmm. It's too serious a matter to be left to politicians bragging over, I've done this, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Take your university graduate. You have to retrain them. National service. I interview people. Mm-hmm. Guys come and sit in front of me. From A guy came to me from one university. Mm-hmm. I think it was Legon. And he said to me, why don't you be a journalist? He says, because these days influencers are very important. So I want you to employ me so that I can also become an influencer and make money. Mm-hmm. I said, keep talking. He kept talking. I said, this, you won't get this job. As it was, social media. I don't even know. He has, he's not even serious. But I don't blame him. I blame the system, the, the system that trained him. And the society, good education simply means we've educated 300,000 people to get a certificate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even understand the way the world works. He's 23 years old graduate sitting in front of me wearing a tie. Can you imagine? Nah, so right. that's where we should go with this. And look at Charles. Charles is talking about even now they want to control their own food. Because again, we want the big strokes. 
We have put X number of people in school. They are not even properly fed. Yesterday, they were talking about, you know, one of the things that breaks my heart, the people on the panel, somebody was from the 60s. So when I was in the Legon, we used to be served in the in the dining hall by stewards. Mm-hmm. Steward. Yes. And that in the 60s and 70s, there were riots because they were served a paprensa instead of jollof and chicken. And they got angry because the university gave them that food. My 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 cousins at the university go to night markets to go and queue to buy wache and sit under trees to eat it. Now you want to tell me that? Just I'm, That's I'm progression. Yes. So so when they when they 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 they, 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 they talk about the glorious past, it's not because today's students are not good people. It's because the leaders have failed them. And when they, he said the first Legon Hall had two in a room in 1963. Sabah Hall was a new hall in 63. They were had one person in a room. Ask him how many people were in his room on the J block when he went to Commonwealth Hall. And this is 2002 or something. Most likely 10. <laughs> hey! So we, the, the, the elite in society who, who had the best of education M16. have failed this generation. And you have, you have 75,000 people at Legon yeah? who are eating at the night market. We don't even check the nutrition quality of the food. They weren't mm-hmm. talking about Professor Chris Gordon. Mm-hmm. Talking about the kind of things found in the food ate by students in the night market. So they don't even have a proper meal program for students at university. When you are in your university, mm-hmm. you, do you have to go and queue under a tree to buy food? No, you have proper canteen. A you... typical Legon student will go to the bush canteen or the night market and queue to eat food cooked by people who don't even know whether they have washed their hands. Oh and you want, to, you, want, you want to compete? And you are praising yourself that you spend one billion? No, stop it. Stop it. Let's think about the quality. So take a typical graduate. They come out, they are not confident. They are not well-fed. They, they are not well-read. They can't compete. They can't do nothing. You have to retrain the whole person again. And this is how you want to compete against China, against India. You are tripping. Take the typical investing in the Western world and the, cali- the quality of education they get. We are failing our youth. And we are here every day praising ourselves over accomplishments that don't add nothing. Stop it. Let's go to the heart of the issues on education. Let's read around the issues at journalists and ask the right questions and stop regurgitating political people's lines. Because I know that to, to, to change education requires a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. So stop giving me figures. A lot of hard work. Go and talk to a typical headmaster to tell you how they struggle to, to go through one week. They are losing their hair over school feeding. And you are here praising yourself. You gotta be kidding me. Just to cut no. it off. Take and social media. Yeah, let me just you can't cut it off. <laughs> Let's pay bills. Okay. okay. Take and social media. It's even eight o'clock. Forgive me. When, when you research issues, it gets me, it gets me uh, emotional. Sky, read this for me because it's... Okay, now Vodafone Cash is excited to inform all customers that they can conveniently pay for electricity bills using their Vodafone Cash wallet. All you need to do is dial star 110 hash. Select option 4, make payments. Select option 1, pay the bill. And select option 3, uh, then you go to utilities. Now select, uh, select option 2, then you go to ECG and follow the prompts uh, to complete your payment. It's easy, safe, and convenient to pay your ECG bills using Vodafone Cash. Kindly note that this service is only available for those customers with ECG smart meters. Pay for your bills on Vodafone. And then also, this one says, Did you know that FBN Bank is rewarding its customers? 
in the Achi Deficit and Win promo from now mm. till March Achi, 2024. Achi, 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 Achi Musa. Now, to participate in the Achi promo, you must be a customer of NBFVN Bank, Ghana, like myself, and make a deposit of 500 Ghana cities into your current or savings account. Then earn an attractive 5% interest rate per annum by moving the deposit into a call account. Mm. Now keep and grow your deposit over the promo period and stand a chance to win smart TVs, deep freezers, air conditioners, gas cookers, and sound bars. Oh, I love that sound bars. They are great. In the first draw of the AT promo in December 2023. Now the more you deposit, the higher your chances of winning. Now the promo runs on the Caritas Lottery platform. Mm. Uh, terms and conditions do apply, however. Mm -hmm. Find out more uh, by calling 0596-921-921 or visit any FBN bank branch now. Join us and let's make it big. Achisa, FBN bank. <laughs> you first. All right, so Godfrey will tell us what's trending. Godfrey, thank you for that uh, opportunity. Well, education is trending, but in different forms. So Adisadel College is now trending number one. They've been trending since yesterday. Why? So, uh, oh, of course, you know what is happening. The science and math quiz is on, and they were trounced yesterday by St. Louis Senior High School and uh, Buakwa. Uh, yes, so a lot of people, last week it was PESCO. No, I think Monday was PESCO. You mean Ibuakwa State College? Yes, now it is a disco stand. And people are saying that, in fact, they've been knocked back to the originals. So they are no longer going to be seeded in the next version. So they are out? Yes, a disco is out. Uh, NSMQ is trending at number two. UG is 75, is trending at number four. And that's because yesterday uh, there was a big event on campus uh, with the captains of UG mm -hmm. uh, who spoke about the university, the past, uh, and the way forward. Very, very, very brilliant event. And I like how a lot of uh, us who went to UG jumped on it to show our love and our passion. Mm -hmm. for People UG. were wearing the, the, the gloss, yeah. yes. Yeah, uh, Aloski was wearing one. He didn't yes. give me some. Uh, St. Louis is trending, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, well done um, to them. Uh, Zebra is trending, of course, linked <laughs> to <laughs> a disco. Well, let me give you a couple of tech stories quickly uh -huh. um, from uh, the continent. Yes. Uh, interesting thing happening in Kenya, okay. Aloski. So Kenya's National Transport and Safety Authority isn't renewing the license of boat for now. Okay. Why? Why, yes. So according to the law, ride-hailing platforms in the country should receive 18% commission from drivers. Mm -hmm. However, boats defaulted by charging additional booking fees and higher commissions than what the NTSA wow. uh, set. So Bolt had written for a renewal of its operating license with only 17 days left to expire. Mm -hmm. However, the deputy director of uh, the NTSA informed Bolt that they will lose their license unless it addressed the breaches. You mean uh, they are cheating uh, yeah, the, so, the, the, the driver? Yes. So Bolt has told uh, a couple of platforms that they are working with the regulator to deal with the licensing matter. So until they pay the money, uh, they are not going to you get... see how regulation in some countries is tough? Yes. But in Ghana, no, do we have standards on the quality of cars that are used? There is a, to be fair, there is a, a, there, are, there are guidelines. But the minister yesterday, two days ago, said to me that they are doing regulations okay. which have gotten to cabinet. Okay. He will bring it to parliament before the end of the year mm -hmm. to regulate that sector. Okay. Yeah. And right. there's some good news, well, internet-wise. Uh, the There's a 45,000-kilometer-long undersea cable that will land in 32 other African countries, but for now, mm -hmm. it has landed in Nigeria. Okay. 
Yes, it's called the new uh, it's called Encircle Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, how would that change our it's the brainchild of a consortium led by Meta. Yeah, how that change our Meta, China Mobile International, mm-hmm. and several other telecoms companies. Now, when completed, it will be the world's longest undersea cable oh, wow. built to primarily serve Africa. Wonderful, mm-hmm. yes. If internet connectivity can improve in Africa, we stand a chance. Oh, exactly. I mean, one of the things because if I invest in students, yeah. your typical Legon student doesn't have the data to do the kind of work he needs to mm-hmm. compete with somebody in another investing mm-hmm. in the Western world. So this is going to be transformational. Yes. So If it's affordable. Yes. So this is something that we are uh, looking uh, forward to. So yeah. And then just yesterday, uh, news came in that uh, the, the guys who do iPhone, what's the name? Uh, Apple. Yes, yes. They have updated their various, uh, what do you call a series to ensure, you know, recently there was a question from France. They were trying to ban iPhones because they said they were emitting signals that were dangerous to the human health. They so there have been some updates as to take care okay. of that particular. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. So it's 30 minutes past eight. Uh, we're discussing education from two angles this morning. Yesterday, the conference of West Vasisa Senior High Schools had a big conference. The president was there, gave a big speech. Charles also demanded the mandate to purchase their own food from students. We're going to discuss that. But we started with the investees where Legon has a number of students withdrawing because they couldn't meet the grade point average of 1.0. We'll deal with that shortly. But by popular demand, Mercedes-Benz owners can bring in their vehicles for scheduled inspection, free inspection of your Benz vehicle, 15% discount on genuine spare parts. We are doing this at Accra, Graphic Road, Tema and Kumasi. Promo is ending on the 13th of October. Africa World Airlines is 11 years old. We are introducing a new mobile app for passengers. An app that allows you to book flights, manage reservations, and make payments conveniently. Available on both iOS and Android. The airline is happy with customers for the past 11 years for helping our business thrive. Call 0242-438-888 or visit flyafricaworld.com. Africa World Airlines, touching Africa, touching the world. Great news from UBA. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're running the back to school promo that gives you amazing gifts from now until October 28. Just send or receive your money transfer at any UBA branch or agent location and walk away with your Fala gift. Call 0302-634-060. Get the best returns on your, de- your investments with the IVEST fixed deposit account at Easyway this October. IVEST is a smart fixed-term investment account that requires a minimum of 5,000 CDs for a period of three months. Increase your earnings by investing over a maximum of 12 months. Make your October count. Call Easyway Savings and Loans on 0550-144-144 or visit easyway.com.gh for more information. Easyway Savings and Loans is a member of the Ghana Deposit Protection. And to navigate a rapidly changing business environment, accounting and finance professionals must constantly evolve their skills. AICPA and CMS Online GC, CGMA Finance Leadership Program provide professionals with the skills needed to succeed and accelerate your career progression. Once you complete the program, you earn the CGMA designation, the most widely held management accounting designation in the world. Now, to enroll, send a WhatsApp to 0263-011-992. That's 0263-011-992. Now listen to this. Slay Chicks Farm is grilling fresh, organic, Ghana-grown chicken for free. Maybe they'll go. This Saturday. 
let me go through this again. Slay chicks fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not slay queen, no. slay chick. <laughs> the chicks are slaying. I'll tell you. Slay chicks fam is grilling fresh organic Ghana grown chicken for free this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, they have a 160,000 annual capacity farm at Agomeda. Huh. And they have consistently produced chicken, quality chicken to feed Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. Now, the chickens are produced at Slay Chicks, dressed and sent to their fresh chicken stores at Usu and Ofanko. Mm-hmm. The farm also operates the Chick and Grill restaurant. Chicken Grill. At Papa Monrovia Road, Usu. Mm-hmm. Dishing out delicious chicken in mm-hmm. all combos. Yes. The restaurant is also extending its buy one, get one free promo mm-hmm. to every day of the week until December 2023. Powerful. So you buy one, get one free. Now, this Saturday, October 14, mm-hmm. Slay Chicks Farm is offering free grilled chicken oh, at there. their newly opened branch at Ofanko Barrier. Tell her we'll be there. About 200 meters from the Shell Filling Station. Oh, yeah, it is buy one, get one free. Thank you. Now, for more information, go to www.slaychicks.com. <laughs> Or 0206523300. So write that number. You can take your chick to slay chicks. Yeah. And so go that and have I tell you. 020653. Sorry, 0206523300. Mm. Alright, um, should I okay, let me wrap up on the university thing before I go to Charles. Sky, there's a, a, a listener who sent and this listener is somebody I know personally. Okay. And what he does is that he is a computer science lecturer. He he used to be, or is a, is oh yeah, I think he is mm-hmm. a course advisor at level one hundred, mm-hmm. right? I won't mention the university he mm-hmm. works at. Okay. Level one hundred at um, one of the schools where they do physical and mathematical sciences. Exactly. It's and he's done this job for a few years. Mm-hmm. So let's hear what he's saying. Okay. So uh, here's what he says: that uh, observations, one. In the School of Physical and Mathematical Sciences, disciplines like computer science, actuarial science, and statistics are deeply rooted in mathematics. Two, I'm a, witness. a worrying trend has emerged. Senior, school, uh, senior high school graduates, even those with high grades in core and elective maths, mm-hmm. struggle significantly in their first year. It's true. Not just first year. In fact, when it comes to actuarial science, mm-hmm. if they'll tell you, because I know quite a few people there, the last graduating class, mm-hmm. if you look at the total class size and the number of students who were able to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because you know. of conceptual issues. And I'll explain what conceptual understanding is, but go on. Okay. And he says that many either fail or face immense challenges. Mm. That's true. Three. A primary reason for this is that many students rely on rote memorization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for exams, mm-hmm. which we colloquially call chew and pour. Chew, yeah. pour, pass, pass and forget. forget. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rather than understanding the core concepts. Yeah. While computer science is a popular choice, the mathematical rigor proves difficult for many students. Mm-hmm. University-level math requires conceptual understanding, yeah. not yeah. just formula memorization. Yeah. Yeah. And finally... Yeah. I initiated a weekly session to help these students last year. Yeah. However, attendance was disappointingly low. Yeah. With less than half of the 800 students showing up. So yeah. the students themselves are not even interested in taking, seizing this opportunity. Then he comes to the conclusion. There's a clear disconnect between high school preparation and university expectations, uh-huh. especially in mathematical disciplines. Yeah. While some students heed advice and engage, the overall failure rate is alarming. So let's pick that apart. He's basically saying that people can get A or B mm-hmm. at WASI elective maths, yeah. A in core maths, mm-hmm. 
and I am a witness of this because I got A in core maths, mm-hmm. and then I got A and I got B in elective maths, mm-hmm. right? When I went to Legon, we went to level hundred. I did economics, geography, maths, and then statistics. Mm-hmm. You notice that when it comes to maths, because I was using Acuola, Acuola is good to pass Wasi. I had a blue Acuola for elective maths and an orange one for core maths. Acuola is good in the sense that it will teach you how to solve a question using many approaches. Mm-hmm. But Acuola doesn't deal with the concept. The so you can do quadratic equations and know that when you see this equation, you can do it so much that there were times I could actually see an equation and, then you know how and I can tell you how to factorize it and I can tell you the answer. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to university, you are now applying quadratic equations to solve real life problems. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand what a quadratic equation is and what that means in terms of even like the graph mm-hmm. and the movement and all you know is a quadratic equation has to be solved. Mm-hmm. When Achi now wants to teach you something like, I don't know, some, some of his, now when, when the mass, you know, mass and this becomes very geometric, mm-hmm. he's talking about projectile and how it moves. To understand which formula to use to solve that projectile question, if you don't conceptually understand what this equation is, so what is x cubed? What does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. So even though you can see x cubed minus 2x5, it's got to this. Yeah, and you get the answer correct and okay. you get what's it correct. How to distill it from... Ati is teaching you the maths because he, he wants... He, because he will give you... He will change the condition. Mm-hmm. And if you understand what the quadratic equation means, mm-hmm. you can apply that to solve the question very easily. Okay. But because... We are trained to learn to solve questions to pass. So I've made two lose like when I wrote was in ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So there was nineteen ninety three to ninety seven Pasco. And there were guys in my class who could solve all those questions. But you go and sit and Nachi. And even if you take Legon last year questions, you can't chew it and pull because every question demands a different approach. Mm-hmm. So you can you can learn this one and follow the formula to answer this one. But when he comes to the exam, he will t- because he doesn't, he's not trying to trick you. He's trying to ensure that you understand the subject. Let's practicalize it. What does that mean? Is it that maybe when you go to the senior high school, they tell the X minus 3, Y equals 25. Fine. You see, the reason why this, then, the narrative by the Minister for Education and the education authorities around those who are passing WASI mm-hmm. is to be taken with some degree of caution is that passing a wasi exam you see the the, the the difference between a level and the difference between a level and wasi and this is you can contest me on this i did elective maths at sss my a, a few of my mates did a level maths if you understand a level maths you can cope with university level mathematics because you can't pass a level if you don't understand it what wasi has become is wasi is very formulaic and repetitive mm-hmm. wasi is very focused on practicing questions so you can answer and get used to the way the question feels so you so be based on repetition mm-hmm. you can pass so the question cannot beat you good but but a level that's why you see when you, there's this math book we used to use i forget the name a level math i had one called um bostock and chandler Bostock and Chandler. Bostock and Chandler was different from Akiola. If you take Bostock and Chandler and you take Akiola, it tells you the difference in orientation of teaching maths. Akiola is every S in my year. Everybody was using Akiola. We solve all the questions and we go and pass the WASI. Bostock and Chandler, 
the questions are in sentences so you have to distill you have to understand and there are so many examples and it's not just so you can solve three questions but the, so my point is that what the gentleman is telling you is that if our math education does not f- and not, that is not based on the concept practicalize the whole thing do you understand? So, if you tell your child 2 plus 2, you say 4. Mm-hmm. Alright? But if you want to teach a child to do 2 plus 2, 2 apples plus 2 apples, mm-hmm. 4 apples. Mm-hmm. 2 apples plus 2 oranges, 4 fruits. Mm-hmm. Okay? you are So, he's 3 years old. He's playing with something on the tablet. Then you say, carry one apple into the basket. One. Carry an apple into the basket. How many apples do we have? Two. Remove one apple from the basket. Mm-hmm. So you can tell him one plus one is two. But when he understands that when I take one apple out of the basket, left with one, he understands the concept. I'm, it's a very bad example, but that's what I'm saying. So conceptual understanding of math is what we should aim at. Now, you can't teach conceptual understanding with 500 people in a class. If you want to teach somebody a concept, you must give them contextual examples of what you are teaching. The question must reflect that. And A-level was meant for the smarter O-level people to go deeper to now understand the concept. So, in fact, if you went to university those days with A-level, you go straight to level 200. Mm-hmm. They realized that WASI was not that rigorous. So, we went to something they call level 100. Mm-hmm. If you had A in physics at A-level, you could even, in the past, be waived certain courses. Because that, that to get an A in physics at A-level, there's a certain understanding that the whole world, they can prove that you understand it. Now, if I take a WASI graduate with A in math, I'm not sure. In our days, you can ask all your big brothers, if anybody told you that he had an A-level, if, if somebody did A-level and got A or even B in yes, physics, chemistry, or maths, that person can do engineering or medicine. Because to get an A or B at A-level, they set, because they're not, they were not that many, mm-hmm. and the course was conceptual. But WASI, they are many. So somebody can get A in elective maths. He'll go to level 100 and still struggle with A-level math, A-level math. So my point is that where we are in the world today and the tools available for teaching maths, if this TA is to be believed, we are shortchanging the next generation. Mm-hmm. And they're also not helping themselves because he says they do... Provided the opportunity. They don't want to go. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that we have graduated 600,000 WASI graduates who are eligible for university. What have they learned? Mm-hmm. Number two, how do the universities then realign their training to, 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 to help the graduates who may not be good enough? Because now they'll say in first year, they realize that a lot of the graduates cannot cope with university work. So maybe they have to now create a bridge where they sort of prepare you. They can do a one-year program to prepare you for university work. Maybe we have to introduce that. So you do WASI, and then there will be a program between the WIAC and the universities, which is like a bridge program, particularly for the maths mm-hmm. side. Because university teaching, there's no time if you don't understand the concept. Because university is based on independent work. Do you do you know what I'm saying? I understand. So if you push all of that back to the headlines we are reading, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. So the 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 the, the, the focus should not be just um the number of people who go through the process, but what we are doing for the investors to be able to bring out the best in the students. Mm-hmm. Which takes me to the second issue for the day. The people at CHAS. There's a report I'm going to play after this break mm-hmm. where CHAS is now speaking. I remember you were saying, when we said there was no food, we we're talking about SHS, nobody came to corroborate what we said. Minister went and said there's food, everything's okay. There's too much food. Now, CHAS 
has a chance to meet the president. I want you to listen carefully to what Charles is saying and ask whether what Charles is saying has not been said here before. And I'm not doing this to justify myself. I'm trying to tell you that the truth, if you don't confront it, it will not go anywhere. There are some things you can cut short, but reality will always win. The truth stands. That's your motto, Vandas. Mm. Truth, you can stands. push it down. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Chas is now screaming and asking for reform in the way schools are managed. Because when we went out to make, comp- they, they didn't come out. Because at that time it was convenient for them to keep quiet. <laughs> no, they would, they would threaten them. Which is why some also sang a song. So before we go, I want you to read this for me. And then I will I will bring you the, the chat report, but then I'll bring Godfrey in. I don't have anything to say, Bernard. No, you have you something to say. Meanwhile, say. Say. <laughs> the university lecturer just sent you his uh-huh. complaints about how he struggles with his students. Uh-huh. Bernard, this is the head of department yes. complaining to you. Yeah, and you're sitting here telling me you're not going to say. Bernard, because we have said this thing. Look, last week, last, last week, we even spoke about it. Say before it the show was that somebody said we didn't know what we were talking about say, here. Say it in the coffee tree. Somebody yeah. said we didn't know what we were talking say, about. Say it in the coffee tree. Yes. Meanwhile, there's an announcement from the National uh, Pensions and Regulatory Authority. And they are saying that in partnership with the Ministry of Employment, Labor Relations and Pensions, they are organizing the National Pensions Fair as part of the third edition of the National Pensions Awareness Week. Now, the date is the 23rd to the 25th of October, 2023. The venue is the AMA Four Courts. And the theme, My Pension, My Future. Now, the fair brings together all pension scheme administrators. And we're talking about SNETs and all corporate trustees to showcase their pension products and services. They would also interact with contributors and the general public on pension matters affecting them. Now, all formal and informal sectors should come and find out how they can plan for their retirement. Uh, there will also be conferences on key pension issues and debates on pensions between University of Ghana Business School and University of Professional Studies, Accra. Now, the pension fair is sponsored by Ghana Link, uh, Twilliam Industrial uh, Company, Blue Skies, Hisense, Gehawk, Belacqua, and Chamber of Corporate Trustees. And there's good news for Ghanaian Nigerian travelers. I love this. Where Ibom Airlines is also launching next week, Tuesday. Mm. Uh, Nogra flights from Lagos to Accra, Accra to Lagos. A fantastic, uh, relaxed, timely, excellent service that has been introduced. Now, you can go to ibomair.com or call 0202-325-226 or 0303-957-033 where you can book your adventure between Accra and Lagos. Now, I know people who go to Lagos three times a week. Mm. And I know those, those who do Accra sometimes four times a week. Mm. So, uh, Ibom Airlines is launching next week, Tuesday, and I really urge you to patronize them. Now, uh, where is the report? 
Um, actually, no, Sky, read some comments before that. Read okay. some comments. So before. let's take, uh, okay, let me take this one first from uh, a practitioner, somebody who is yes. a, a teacher, All right. uh, before we move on to those that are coming in. So this one says, good morning, Sky and Bernard. I'm enjoying the discussion. There are challenges as the government subvention is not coming in. And so the person is a university lecturer. It gets to a point where the university has to run on overdraft. In the midst of these constraints, there are, we are doing our very best. We sometimes get experts from outside to give seminars. Unfortunately, if you have 700 students in economic theory who um, have been divided into two classes of uh, 350 each, you can't. it is not easy. It's not. I fell sick last week marking so oh. many scripts oh. because of the number. Too many. We can't have time to do impactful research, which oh. requires time and resources. I wish I could talk to you more about this as a researcher. This guy, I'll tell you that when I was in Legon Economics, mm -hmm. It was in level 300 that the lecturers really began to teach. So as for the initial one... Because in level 100 and 200, there are too many. When you are in level 300 mm -hmm. and you qualify for single major, combined major, or minor, mm -hmm. you will realize that all the topics in economics in level 300 mm -hmm. are the same as the topics in level 200, the same as level 100. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's, it's, they are taking you deeper. Mm -hmm. Because... The lecturers couldn't cope with the numbers. So when you are in level 300, maybe now the, the number is like 150. Mm -hmm. Then they'll say, okay, now let me teach you you get there's a book you used to call Kotianis, some Greek guy. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the depth they will go. The same topic, same demand curves, mm -hmm. but the practicalized, the distilled. And everything. you see, the lecturers became happier the higher you go in the class. So when you're level 100, they're always angry. When you're level, when you, when you're level 300, they say, Aha, now you're 150, now I can teach you. Level 400, aha, now I can teach you. They have sieved through now, they can impact that. Level 100, they are just wasting their time. Because the people are too many. So that we so we only need a program to improve the number of faculty. Yeah. The, if you, school of business school has 8,000 students and they have less than 100 lecturers. That's not good that enough. That doesn't make sense, no. They need at least 300 lecturers. There should be a class size ratio. We shouldn't have more than 200. 200 is even big. Too big. And tutorials must also increase. And, and let, uh, okay, this let, one let, is let, from uh, Dr. Uh, Peter Oku Wisdom, uh, who says, I did my PhD in uh, Gujarat University, which has a population of yeah. over 100,000 students. There have never been overtrade facilities. Let the businesses invest in our state universities to expand facilities. All right. And this one says, Dear Bernard, yes. I have been thinking about my career path for some time now. Still. I, I'm still discovering myself after school. I realize... I'm challenged. I got a job as a support staff or a supporting staff, but I'm not happy at all at work. I show up and I feel like I'm dead inside. It's coming in from John, who is in Tamale. Oh, that's unfortunate. This one says, good morning, Bernard and CBS team. In UG now, it takes two to three years to complete a one-year master's program. That's coming in from Paul. This one says, Bernard, uh, the universities in Ghana are the cause of their own problems. At first, these public universities have a cutoff point for courses as it was hard to even enter the universities. These days, the public universities are in the high school campaign, uh, campaigning for students. They are admitting all sorts of students who don't even qualify just to make money. And Bernard, I teach in a university and I can tell you that the standard of students entering the universities 
is no is now very very yeah. very low. Yeah. You can't really tell what is distracting students these days. Let's go up. Uh, this one says, mm-hmm. "I just heard you talk about food at night market and bush canteen. <laughs> Got behind the selling stalls and go behind the, the selling uh, the selling stalls and audit the unhygienic conditions there." You will marvel. Oh, Charlie. Mm. I work with an OMC and interns uh, and suppose NSS uh, personnel come and they can't construct a simple memo or mm-hmm. do a simple entry in an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. Well said, Bernard. Mm-hmm. Innovating uh, or innovative thinking uh, leadership is uh, what our universities need this time. The days when VCs and provosts were essentially elected because they've uh, been in the universities for long, coupled with the uh, Drew Mesu uh, syndrome, must be over. The world is fast-changing and Ghana must measure up. Hmm. The truth is that our universities are not really growing. That's coming in from Meshach. Hmm. And this one says that, Good morning, Bernard and team. The education minister is just doing showmanship. Hmm. Recent BC graduates don't know when they will be going to senior high school. Hmm. This is because examiners are refusing to mark the papers due to non-payment of their previous marking fees. Kindly check with the ministry. This one says, Good morning, Bernard. I'm a mechanical engineering technology student at one of the public universities in Ghana. Mm. Can you believe that every time uh, we have practicals, Mm. management tells us that there are no materials available to work. Mm. Sometimes we, the students, have to contribute money to buy some of the materials ourselves. When you enter our labs, all you can see or all you see are old tools, old machines and broken machines. I remember when we confronted the lab technicians about the, the broken machines, he told us that the machines never came with a manual, so no one can repair them. I heard somebody say that in University of Ghana Chemistry, they have, I think, five Burets or something. Okay. And I think the students are over 300. So how are they going to use those burets to work? And this one says, I started uh, taking powerful seizure medication when I entered Legon. Wow. The side effects were crazy. Every time I had seizures, I had memory loss. Very weak and fatigued. But I still had to go to lectures or write exams. Bernard, I felt dumb and stupid because I wasn't able to learn well. My nurturing was low with night market food. My health affected my learning very badly. Hmm. Hmm, this is depressing. Yeah, really. Let's get into let's get into the report. This is a, a summary of yesterday's chas event. What was the name of the event again? It was yeah, a child celebrating fifty something. Sixty one years. years. Yes. Yeah. So they, there's a report we put together that will summarize secondary school challenges. Here, here, here goes. At its sixty first annual conference of heads of our sister senior schools in Ghana. President of CHAS, Reverend Stephen Oususetra, said recent shortage of food in some senior high schools could have been avoided if schools were allowed to buy food items for their students. Reverend Stephen Ousu said the process of allowing third parties to get involved in the buying and distribution of food remains unacceptable. He wants the Ghana Education Service and the Ministry of Education to empower school heads to buy their own food items. Charles also passionately wish to reiterate our plea to management to allow the various schools procure the food items to feed the students. In each year, this has been 
our holy and unblemished requests from Charles for a couple of years now. This has become necessary because of how at times some suppliers disappoint us in delivering some food items on time and in time for varied reasons. We are of firm belief that procuring the food items by ourselves from our traditional suppliers will curb the acute shortages of food items in our schools and also reduce the logistical and operational challenges that come with it. Nietzsche is worthy to know that it takes significant amount of efforts, money, and resources to operate students, to prepare students for the National Science and Math Quiz competitions, sporting activities, cultural and other co-curricular activities. Charles is therefore expecting timely and prompt release of funds to schools so as to not to extinguish the great potential some of our students possess in this discipline. Nietzsche, as principals, as school heads, we are obliged to advocate for the resources our schools need because adequate funding, availability of infrastructure, and staff development are essential components of a thriving school system. We should therefore continue to engage with policymakers, management of GES, parents, and other stakeholders to ensure that these needs are met. In the face of ongoing global challenges, we have been tasked to prepare our students for an ever-changing world. This means that we cannot but embrace innovation of pedagogy and curriculum development. We must equip ourselves to be able to lead the way in fostering critical thinking, creativity, and adaptability. But let us not forget that our responsibility extends beyond academics. We must create inclusive and safe learning environments where every student feels valued and supported. In a country as diverse as Ghana, our schools must integrate our differences and promote unity, tolerance, and understanding. Furthermore, the importance of collaboration cannot be overstated. The proverbial African saying, it takes a village to raise a child, holds very true in education. Let us work together, share best practices, and learn from one another's experiences. By doing so, we can elevate the quality of education across the nation. President Kufuado, who was guest speaker at the conference, took the opportunity to tout his government's achievement in the educational sector. Nana Kufuando said his government has invested more in education than any government since independence. No government in the history of the Fourth Republic has done more for the growth of the education system than the Akufuado government. And the numbers back this claim. The total allocation to the education sector since I came into office in 2017 is 114 billion. 500 million 612,135 CDs, of which 12 billion 961 million 284,558 CDs has been spent on senior high school. Meanwhile, the Director General of the Ghana Education Service, 
During an interaction session with the heads of senior high school said a code of conduct will be introduced to govern the use of mobile phones and other technological gadgets in schools. We are bringing the code of conduct. I've already indicated to the head. In fact, we have shared some copies to the leadership to look at it. So hopefully they have promised that by the time you are even done with this, the minister was telling me that by the time you are done with this, he would have also gone through it. So you will have it, hopefully by next week. Thank you. The point is that it is not allowed. Period. We are now thinking of sharing tablets, which is going to be under strict control and supervision. All right, so that was the report uh, that was put together by one of our reporters. So it's eight forty-four. So Godfrey, this is, my, this is the point I'm making. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you say no government has spent more money on education than this government, now as I say, that's the wrong question. Do you know why? Why? Okay. So how many people wrote BEC this year? They are like six hundred thousand. All right. When I was writing BC in 1995, I don't think the students were up to 200,000. Even if they were, it's much lower than the 500,000. So my point is, if you want to even assess a government performance on education, just saying that we spent X amount on education and we are better than the uh, Mahama government, Mills government, Kufour government, Rollins government, that's not factual because if you want to be scientific, you do it per population. So if the youth, the population under 20 is 6 million in your time and you spend 6 billion on it, then you say the population 10 years ago, what was it? Okay, so these are, these comparisons are not necessary because the discussion has moved beyond that. Uh, You see, people are still sounding as if we are still competing for bragging rights. We are in a developmental challenge that requires much more precision focus in the way we fund education. Do you get me? So, if you come and tell me that we have spent the most money, we have done the most roads, we have done... It, 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 it reveals a certain mindset which is not developmental to education with the greatest of respect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because to whom much is given, much is expected. We can say this government has had a lot of resources than any other government. That's number one. Number two, this government has more people to feed than every other government because the population pyramid at the base has grown bigger. This government has had the most people in school since crime and crime time because there's free SHS. So there's a lot of people to feed. So if you had a million people in education 20 years ago and maybe now you have 5 million, if you increase spending from 2 million to 10 million, we still have to do it on a ratio and proportion basis. Do you get me? So that's what I'm saying. That it's not helpful if we keep repeating these things because what you actually want to do is to ensure that the quality they are getting. And that's what I'm saying. That whereas I am not naive to suggest that education and health are not political issues, they are political, but they must not be driven by partisan and bragging rights considerations. If you want to remember charitably, change the structure of the thing to improve the quality to meet the needs of the time. I'll give you an example. Every vice chancellor of a university has a different challenge to cope with. 
Yesterday, I saw Akila Kwasoya. He was VC in the 80s. Then there was Prempe. There was, there was Bene. Then there was Adiamens. I'm using Legon now. Then there was Asensuatri. Then there was Tego. Then there was Aite. Then there's now... Uh, then there was uh, Owusu. And then there's uh, Amfo. They all faced different challenges because the times were different. So if the current VC gets up and says, we have spent the most... So our budget as an investor is the biggest since coming chroma time. That would be absurd because now you have seventy-five thousand people. When Akila Basaya was VC, they were like twelve thousand. Yes, and so he, he she cannot say that my budget as a university is twenty billion. So that makes me better than Akila Basaya who had a six billion budget. That's my point. Akila Basaya dealing with rolling in government, a university which was used, becoming almost a hotbed of opposition to the government. He had to manage issues. When Bennett took over, they were about to do the first election. Adam Esther takes over in 96. There's cost-sharing issues that he has to deal with. Everybody is a different problem. So you are measured by how well you cope with your problem and then how you prepare the ground for the guy taking over from you because it's a continuum. Do you get me? So Adam Esther didn't won't come and be telling me that I'm better than Aite because I, or Aite cannot come and say I'm better than Adam Esther because I built six hostels, Adam Esther built three. When Adam Esther was there, the biggest problem Adam Esther faced was that if they didn't do cost sharing, the investors would collapse. So he had to find a way of saying, government, pay 65%, students pay 5%, university will use their IGF to pay 35%. That was Adam Mensah's challenge. Now when Adam Mensah solves it, as in Swatchi won't come and say, because Adam Mensah from a different political party, I'm coming to stop that and start my own thing. He'll be here. But that's what our politicians do. So as in Swatchi will say, okay, Adam Mensah has done the hard work for me. And by the way, whatever Adam Mensah did with Legon cost sharing, Cape Coast and, uh, uh, and Tech also benefited. Do you get my point? So, whoever takes over from that generation of VCs will then say, okay, now cost sharing has been agreed. How can I build on cost sharing to make it more efficient? Then, when Tego comes, Tego can say, okay, now I have to build hostels. Because I believe that now that the cost sharing issue has been addressed by the, my predecessor, mm-hmm. my development, my, 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 my job as VC is now to say, let me build hostels. Then IT will come and say, okay, since now the hostels are coming, let me now do research university, let's do collegiate. Do, do you get my logic? This is how it, but in Ghana politics, somebody comes to power, everything the previous guy starts, he denigrates it. And then he tells you that he's better than his predecessor because he spent more money on it. Why don't, why don't I take that? If an university must be run as a continuum, why will you run a country like when you take over, it's your private project? No. You see the, the analogy? Mm-hmm. It will be absurd for the current VC to be making allusions to previous VCs and trying to compare her record to theirs. And this is a small university. Now, a country that's in a developmental crisis, you want to tell me that we should only think about what you've done in your seven years? No! Ghana is too serious and too big for that. Ghana needs a long-term development plan with a strategy. I interviewed an economist at the WTO. He said to me, the countries that do well versus the countries that don't do well, there are two things. Strong institutions and a strategic plan that they stick to. You have to stick. You have to. You need to have a. China plan has been on a plan since at least 1970 something, mm-hmm. and that plan, whether is you know their names, what are the names of the presidents? Who came before Xi Jinping? Yeah, I forget his name. Hu Jintao, <laughs> right? Yeah, Hu Jintao. So there's Xi Jinping now. There was Hu Jintao. Mm-hmm. There was Deng Xiaoping, mm-hmm. and who else before that? Mao Zedong. These people didn't come to compare records. Paul started, Apollo's watered, God gave the increase. That's the principle. Our political language must change. 
Ghana's development. See, I, when I started journalism in the early 2000s, media was about, in fact, politics was about just comparisons. It's a minimalist approach. Now we are at IMF and we are looking for a creator committee to do something. We have we have national challenges that we must work together to solve. The rhetoric of the president and the minister of education should not be indicative of still trying. We are not in a political argument with NDC. We are in a developmental crisis and our backs are against the world because the world is leaving us behind. And you don't have MPP doesn't have all the wisdom in education. They don't. Neither does NDC. Mm-hmm. So let's think strategically on. Yes, we can disagree on some things. We can disagree on the path to use, but the principle and the objective must not change. And that is the challenge we face today. So this the rhetoric of our leaders, which is still in 1990s politics, it has to change. Who are we appealing to? We we want to we we want we, we need to get our people quality education. And I'm saying this not just on education, not picking on the minister, it's just because education. Roads. I interviewed I mean yesterday or two, he said, Oh, we have built the most roads since Kwame Nkrumah. I said, Bro, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, we have built the most roads. Why? Oh, because we've put asphalt on some road, we have graded road. I said, go and look at the roads. Okay, has any government has the number of cars we've had in Ghana, like the, your government? Not at all. Has any government has the number of potholes based on the quick deterioration of the roads because of massive use? So yes, if Nkrumah built motorway, motorway was used by maybe 100 cars a week. Now you have 10,000 cars using a motorway. So what's the point in saying such things? But that's the rhetoric that's going through. So one, uh, uh, trade people to come. We have built the most factories since Adam came. We have... You see how absurd it is. But that's the narrative. We've built the most roads. We've used the most money education. We've built the most hospitals. We've built... Where... What is... How How is that dealing with our developmental challenge in a sustainable way to lay the foundation for the next government? Some government's job is to stabilize. Others is to grow. Even in economics. There are different economic... Um, imperatives based on different times so you come as a finance minister your job may just to be stability macroeconomic stability then somebody can build on stability for growth then somebody can use the growth for transformation do you get it mm. so you don't come and say well when i took over the thing was here and i stabilized so i'm the best no your job is to stabilize then somebody comes build on. to grow and then somebody comes to transform if we don't start thinking like that and say ghana project must be put ahead NDC and MPP, I've said it and I'll say it again. They will not last forever. Why? We were, in this, we were not born, but mm-hmm. we were told CPP. Mm-hmm. CPP used to send veranda boys. I was reading a book yesterday. CPP sent people to to university to beat people. Mm-hmm. Veranda boys to beat people because they said the students were against them. Some agenda. Mm-hmm. They thought they were unassailable. They wanted, they, they want, CPP wanted 1964. They wanted one-party state. And they were targeting anybody who was against one-party state. Beating people, thinking that they will be in power forever. Why is CPP today? So MDC and people they should continue. CPP, go and ask. They are now there with Sapon Kuma. <laughs> CPP, where are they today? And this is less than a century. I'm talking 1964. CPP 
wanted a one-party state. And I'm not against it, but I'm saying that mm. when political parties behave as if they are the best thing since life's bed and will live forever, it is funny. Because the CPP doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, NDC and MPP should be careful. MPP now. Mm. These things they are saying, thinking that they are... No! The question of our time today is not what they are answering. The developmental question we have today is not what they are answering. They are answering, they are answering Pasco. I'm True. telling you, the question they, they seek to answer with their statements. I'm telling you, we are in a different era. Completely different era. And until we wake up and realize what time it is and what the developmental challenge is, we will keep tickling ourselves and laughing. People have left us behind. Go and ask the guys who rode their car from here to London. Ask them to compare the quality of road between, they went through the Brown Half region, entered Côte d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. drove through parts of Liberia through to Senegal, mm-hmm. all the way through. Ask them to talk about the roads they saw in Côte d'Ivoire. If they will be honest with you, they should talk about the roads they saw in Senegal and compare to the roads in Ghana. Ask them. Call them. You have to call them and ask them to tell you. They'll tell you. So, when we sit here and we think everything is about 2024, we are better than this party, we are just funny. People are moving. Oh. Nigeria, they've done a train that can connect people from Lagos Island to Iba, uh, to FNZ, Ikeja. So, they are sitting on train going to work. You, your train to Tema, your train from here to uh, FNZ, in Sawam, is it working? Is it a proper train? Even, even Takradi, which is supposed to be the hub of rail train, go to Takradi today and see if your train is working. Go there. Nigeria, with all their chaos, they are doing train. There's one from Kaduna to Abuja. It's working. You, the guy who came to sit here, Obasanjo, are really we? Really we? APC, they've done trains. We are sitting here. I, I, somebody went to the voter region last week. They've still not finished the Tematum Pakada. Still not finish it, and we are sitting here. We are giving ourselves fans eight years already, and the media is also following it. <laughs> Me, I reject that. No, we won't do that. Sky, no, 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 we won't. So, guys, let's focus on the substance of the issues and let's address the developmental challenge and stop petty politics. I will just leave it here for Godfrey to continue. Why do you want me to continue? <laughs> Small ass, sharp and 
City Breakfast Show, a few quick comments on the matters up for discussion. Let me just read the messages for you. So, um, the presidents claim that they spend the most on education's independence. Uh, it's not reasonable, but what did they expect with such bad economic performance when all economic KPIs are over the place? Senegal has electric trains and the best roads I've seen in West Africa. These highways have a 24-7 maintenance team on them. Um, this one says, uh, good morning guys, thanks for your discussion on the way we are taught subjects. In my view, the discussion points at learning from first principles that ensures that the students understand the concept and can apply them to any question or set of challenges placed before the students. It devolves further into our inability to apply critical thinking problem to problem solving in our national life. Keep up the good work. Now Bernard, this brings me to just two minutes. Mm. When we had the conversation on STEM. Mm. I try to ask a question and I try to explain what is STEM? Mm. You see? Because mm-hmm. the principle of it, mm-hmm. the outcome of it is what you just described. To get you to think in a certain way, to be able to apply and solve problems in a certain way. Mm. So how you learn those mm. things. Mm. Um, what we have made it look like is basically like STEM is biology. It is physics. You know, so if you had an elective subject, it would be uh, math, physics, or you have maybe integrated science, this, and then you'd have STEM. Mm. I hope you get it. It's being made into like a subject uh-huh. area. So we are building specialized classrooms for it. For that. When perhaps it's supposed to be a part of the daily teaching norm. Mm. You understand? Mm. Which comes down to, the for me, the biggest point you made. What is the holistic plan? Mm. You see, because normally when you talk about senior high school, I talk about basic education mm. and how I feel that if the basic education was paid attention to, mm. you will not have the problems you have at senior high school. Mm. You will not have the problem you would have at university level. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because if the teaching is good at the basic school level, mm-hmm. look, Bernard, not everybody necessarily needs to go to senior high school. Yeah. Or even university for and I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Now, that means you don't have as much numbers. Not everybody who completes senior high school, if their education is proper and the training is proper, needs to go to a university. To function properly, to in, function society. properly in society. No. It's not a requirement. At all. So again, it deals with your problems. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you say it and they make it sound like you're a classist. Mm. It, is, it is just plain fact. Mm-hmm. It is just plain fact. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we've created a situation where by force, you must go to junior high school. Boom, numbers. We've increased numbers from 200 to 1 million. Mm. Achievement. Take senior high school. Everybody must go. Mm. So we are going. We've built 1,200. You see, that the president had a list. We've built 1,200 and this. 32 this. 89 this. Mm. 84 this. It costs 111 billion. So we are the best. Mm. Check. Move to the next question. Move to the next one. Mm. Then university. We have sent more people to the university. We have... 75,000 students at the University of Ghana. Check. We have improved access to tertiary education. Mm. What happens with tertiary education? We don't care. 
whether the students are um, as good as SHS graduates uh, in comparator countries is not the issue. It's not an issue. We have increased numbers. So we have moved the number from 40,000 or 50,000 to 75,000. Check. Hmm. That is how we are running education in this country. That is why over the past two months, you've had education and the education minister and the president on the front page of every major display in this country. And not once do they discuss outcomes. Mm. They're always praising themselves. Mm. I've won an award here. Best minister this, best minister that. Between him and Napo, I don't know who has won more awards. We have to do the... We have to do a tabulation that between the education minister and Napo, who has been awarded more and energy. Yeah, who has been awarded no, the most? Maybe there are more, uh, more awards in other sectors, so it's not even a good comparison. Sector, no, no, no not, those two. Okay, no. From where I sit? No, we we'll deflate it. You know something called deflation. We we'll deflate <laughs> it to, to just get a generic that one. That is what has become plenty. So it's basically ego-touching. They are yeah. brushing their egos. I yeah. did this. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I'm on the front page of the paper. But I've always said this, and it takes me back two years ago, around yeah. the same time I said this. Mm. Look, the ones, what we are doing with our education, we will keep checking the boxes. You see, and they'll tell you, you cannot challenge the numbers. Ayo. Nobody can challenge the numbers. Ayo. But the outcomes in five or six years, a decade, will catch you. We're already seeing it. Oh, yes. We're already seeing it. I had already started seeing it again because I function in, in different the, yes, areas. Yes. And I come across the beneficiaries of these projects mm-hmm. and the outcomes of it. You spoke to whoever I said you spoke to. I'm going to tell you something. When we're having a conversation about STEM again mm-hmm. and... Um, the input you had about, mm-hmm. oh, we don't know what is on the ground and all those things. I I function with a lot of technical and vocational students. Uh-huh. Right? I was in one of the schools, mm-hmm. Bernard. Mm-hmm. When they close school at one o'clock mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. some close three, some close four, depending on what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And when you see the numbers, and it's, it's, it's they'll tell you it's credit to the fact that there's been focus on TVET. Mm-hmm. But what they won't tell you, Bernard, I mm. spent a day, no, I think two days, in classrooms. Mm. Bernard. A lot of people. Bernard. A lot of people. Practical class. It's serious. Are you asking yourself, how are they doing their practicals? With what? So like you were saying, Ashesi, they are making boats and nuts. I went to with a, eight a, students. A, academic City. They were like six. Uh-huh, academic City. And they had a whole mechanical engineering lab there. with a technician... And they were built, they were they can actually cut a boat. They were there are different machines they were using. And they were so basically they were applying what they learned in the lecture directly. You see, so and they do it like three times or four times a it week. It becomes very, very hard. But you can't you, you can't pay, but he can pay. Yeah, I can't pay. He can't it pay. becomes very, very hard. To put these things together. Just one case, you, you see. And because we like it, now you see that the latest one we have set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. After university, what do you do? National service. So national service is going to become an authority. Check. You, you, you see the chain? Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the, the beneficiaries are not proper beneficiaries. I wanted to read something to you. Read yeah. it to me. This is the head of a school. It says, Dear Bernard, Bernard. Send, send this end of August. Mm-hmm. I'm following up on the earlier conversation I had with you about our worries concerning the general quality of graduates being put out by the colleges of education. Because of our increasing concerns based on observations over time in the school we run, we have started administering aptitude tests for applicants for positions of teacher for the first screen, oral interview as a second screen, and classroom demonstration teaching as a final screen. In the process, we have observed that general graduates are often doing 
better than graduates from the diploma and degree in teaching and pedagogy programs. I am sharing a sample from the last six aptitude tests with you. <laughs> we have removed all identifiers that link the test to particular individuals before sharing beyond the selection panel for ethical reasons. Yeah. As I mentioned, we are just one small school and these are a handful of applicants. Our increasing concern is the trend over the years and our sense that it is worsening. It would be wonderful if a careful investigation of this issue could be done. If it is a mere, if it's a more general trend, we need to sit up as a nation and find out how to change the situation. Thank you so much. So this, this person then sends me some of the samples. Yeah, but you see, he's, and the person um, removes the names. Yes. Charlie, but if people who are going to teach our kids are scoring 37%, 18%, 24% in aptitude tests, mm-hmm. my bro, and you. So, Bernard, if and these are graduates too. Yeah, but, but Bernard, that is what the system has been designed to produce <sighs> for now. Because we are checking boxes so that we can do politics with it. Nobody is interested in the actual outcomes. People are taking satisfaction in numbers. That is all people are taking credit for. So you talk to the lecturers at the university, you talk to secondary school teachers, and they tell you that, look, we we are putting so much effort. Other than that, why you have the government buying what? Pass questions. Mm -hmm. For students, why do you need to bypass questions if the children understand the concepts? You have to practice to to solve. Mm-hmm. Because no, because you want numbers to go up. You want pass rates to go up. Okay, so if because if your pass rates go down, your thinking is your political opponent is going to use it against you. So okay. Let me there tell is you. no progress. But you be wrong. I wanted to show you one exam. So this is um, <laughs> an applicant who holds a bachelor's degree in educational psychology. Yes. And a diploma in psychology and foundation of education. Yes. So this is the the quantitative or the math test. <laughs> so it's a mathematical aptitude test. A is a set zero and one. How many subsets has A? Possible answers one, two, three, or four. The person says it's two, which is obviously wrong. Simple question, and I'll come to the English, but the math is not easy to demonstrate the maths. Yes. Using, but I just wanted to show you the basic. These are basic things that even if you do SS two, you should know. Yeah. So they, they they give you for example, what is the value of a? What's the value of one over three to the power minus two? Possible answers nine, b minus nine, c one over nine, d minus one over nine. The person chooses c one over nine, which means that the three to the power negative two, the applicant doesn't understand it. How many faces has a closed cylindrical object? One, two, three, or four. The person chooses two, which is obviously wrong. Okay, then they now give you... To be fair, they did. They got some correct. Okay. But I get the point you're making. And then the English... <laughs> Bro. It's okay, man. It's okay. People get the point. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> we, we've put ourselves in a situation where, at the moment, some would say... Teachers I'll give you one last one. I beg you. Either the boys or the girls dash to blame. Possible answers have, was, is, are. <laughs> the person say, it is, is to blame. Bibri, 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 bibri. All but Tony dash to the cinema. Is going to the cinema. Was going, are going, has gone to the cinema. Say, is going to the cinema. 
it's wrong. It's uh, it's are uh, going because all but are going. The boy with several others dashed for school was late. Were late. Are late. Were not late. It says the boy with several others were late for school. The subject is the boy, so the boy was late. This is somebody who's going to teach you. So he got forty six over sixty. Section C. <laughs> it's okay. You let me, know. bro. <laughs> these are teachers who yes. And they, so the point we are making see, is that they they are they are products. So the line teachers. They, they are products of a system see, aha, that that's is supposed the, to compete. They are products. That's why the point we must we must understand. These are the products. Now these products, and this is why we're talking about because these products are now impacting Charlie on the next generation. They are taking your child and teaching them. For me, I've always, you know, I always say this, Bernard. That they are teaching your children to pieces. Most of the time, uh-huh. the only the, the best time in a Ghanaian university when you realize you are in a university mm-hmm. is if you are lucky enough to get into a master's program. Yes. From a, if you do, a, you start a master's. That is when. You might meet a lecturer you had met at your undergrad. And they will treat you differently. And they treat you differently. Undergrad, they are growing on And then the teaching is also different. So you ask yourself, ah, why is it that undergrad, this wasn't happening? Because like you were saying, look, your TA is available. You have course advisors. You have to, supposed to do this. If you don't show up for seminars on a, on Wednesday or Thursday yeah. at the University of Ghana, you have a problem. Yeah. Lecturers, people are dodging. If, like, if you are doing masters, mm-hmm. miss a seminar and see. Even if it is virtual. Yeah, you miss it and see. So the best you can do is you log in and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but don't. You can't write that elsewhere. Don't, yeah, but don't, 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 don't make the mistake of not logging in. If it's better, you understand. That is the level. Let me ask a question. What do you think the universities need to do to get the politicians to see what you are saying in more graphic terms? For example, if you look at the teacher licensing exams and the failure rate. Beyond the sensational headlines of teachers can't write English well. Yes. Do you not think that maybe the investors can make a case and say, look, the products from this secondary education are not good enough. So either there's a change in the way we absorb them, we do our own exam, Uh or there has to be some drastic work to be done post-WASI so that we don't do garbage in garbage out. They, they, don't you think the vice chancellors need to come together to, to, to write an open letter to politicians ahead of, like for example, you can say, okay, all VCs in Ghana can write an open letter and say, ahead of election 2024, here are the top 10 issues we need to address in education, whoever wins. I'll be surprised. And we don't want it to be partisan. I'll be surprised if they've not done this privately. Maybe, Maybe it has not, it has not they have not put it out publicly. But I will be surprised because a lot of the university administrators are in this boat together. Maybe and they haven't. No, you see, Bernard, because also with the increase in numbers, UG, for instance, you, I don't remember, I don't think subventions have been, even been released for them to do whatever it is that they need to deal with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, they are absorbing these mm-hmm. kids who are coming in. I think a lot of the lecturers at the moment are just doing the norm. So you have students complaining that. Uh, when they do work outside of what the lecturer has given them, sometimes the they feel, even... you know, uh, because it looks like the lecturers are also not stretching themselves too much. A lot of lecturers are, but they also they, they, they are tired. tired. They are tired and they are also... The lecturers are tired. Someone just told you that he got sick. He got sick. Yeah, one lecturer said he got sick because he has to deal with se- 750 here, go and deal with another 600 somewhere. Let me read another one for you. <laughs> Benan, my wife is a lecturer at both Legon and Ashesi. She teaches master's students at Legon and undergrads at Ashesi. 
The current level of master's students at Legon to do with simple sentence construction is worrying. Nowhere near the undergraduates at Ashesi. We will feel the effects of this in a few years' time because oh, this yes. will become our professionals tomorrow. <laughs> Fire outbreakages. Yes, another one. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hello, Bernard. I virtually spent the whole the whole day at UG yesterday looking for accommodation for my niece. Okay. I started thinking about the Saglemi housing project. Nearly 10 years, this project is still wasting away. Students at Legon are now paying 2,000 cities per bed. Four students in a room is 8,000 cities per year. I'm thinking, if Saglemi were built at UG, mm-hmm. KNUST, UCC, UDS, Bernard, would you rather have built Saglemi at Saglemi or at UG? At UG, Dakun, a worried uncle. Who's trying to find accommodation for his niece? And yesterday, the whole day, he couldn't get accommodation for. Well, his let me finish the messages, Bernard. Yes, and, uh, uh, we can move to something else. Move to something else. But on the chest thing and the food, mm-hmm. you see, mm-hmm. it bring it, again. You asked a question on why VCs. You hope that VCs have not said A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. The points that the chess president said, headmaster of Pukwai, I think, mm-hmm. Reverend Father Ususeche. Yeah. Have you not heard Angel Carbonu say this for two oh. years? Oh. But Thomas uh, Musa Angel has said this for two because years. Because Angel and Thomas are you tag and... They are uh, unionists. They only are against. So you tag and... You, uh, what's the other one? On uh, the big Nagrat. issue. No, sorry, Nagrat and Nat. They are, they are, they are against. Angel Carbonu on the big issue he two talk, and a half years ago he talk, said, entire. look, let the headmasters buy the f- some of the food. He was wearing a yellow shirt. Yes. The day he said it. He was, <laughs> he was, he was shouting into the Zoom. He was shouting into the Zoom. Yeah, they didn't mind him. Thomas Musa has said the same thing was, for two years when, now. He was when Batakari and Hat. And Hat. They didn't for mind. two years now. Oh, he's also a gaze. Now, just finally, I have decided to go and say the same thing publicly. No, it's after not, no, because you see, people are not truthful. Yeah. No, people they, are not truthful. It, no, they are afraid to speak truth. Why are you afraid? Because they are, they are not. They are people not, are not truthful. They are, maybe they are, they, are, like they are afraid. Yeah, so they, they've tried to manage the situation it's for not, it's not managing. Now it's not managing it's again. Not, they have to come so now you have to come out. Yes. But if you have has raised the alarm two, two years, years ago, ago, the problem would have been solved yeah. now. Yeah. It would never have gotten out of hand. Yeah. Because these yeah. are people's kids you are playing with. Oh. Yeah. So for two years, they struggled. People's kids. Sky, I have a friend who said they went to a school. I mentioned the school. He said mm. they went to a meeting. Parents, when you go for the meeting, when you finish, they say, okay, Sky, enter this room. Enter the room. <laughs> we are taking for, for school. Look at this. Then we say, shh. <laughs> no receipt. No so, we'll just write your name that you paid. No receipt. Don't go and tell any media you paid. Quick. Contribute the then money. Then you pay the money and then you move and say, okay, yeah. So, so all the donors were paying the money and then they will not give it. So just go. They will say, enter the room. When you enter, then so man B will sit there will write your name and you collect the money mm-hmm. because they need to get money to support the school mm-hmm. but if they go and say it on air they will oh, have problems okay. if they give them receipt you come and give it to CTFM CTFM will make money so don't give you receipt so now they write your name and say Mrs. Sky you've paid okay thank you very much you go oh, all traces are that's what, that's, so, this is the joke <laughs> see so, yeah, that's it. so in the end Bernard do you know the question that will emerge what is the actual cost of free education it's more than we are even announcing what is the actual cost it's more you see so, because for you, the parent, last week, interesting, and I like, that's how sometimes I like here, mm-hmm. you know, we had, we were just having a discussion, and mm-hmm. we had guests who were coming on, mm-hmm. you know, but importantly, aside being who they were, the experts they were, they were parents. Mm-hmm. So, after the show ended, we were out there, myself, Fred, and, and one person said, look, 
I want to tell you guys, I want to contribute, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you this. Mm-hmm. He says, look, mm-hmm. I have two kids mm-hmm. in a certain school. Mm. The thing is free. But? But they spend three weeks in their school, yes. three months at home. And have to mm. pay it cost me, two, he says, it cost him 2,400 Ghana CDs a month per child. Hey! To do like extra classes. To do extra classes. Whilst they are home. When he finishes, the children go to school free. So at the end of their education, did he win or did he and lose? And the other question is that at the end of the education, is that more inclusive or exclusive? Because if this 2,400 he's paying, that means he's paying 4,800 for two kids. Mm-hmm. If he had paid it to Presec, a parent who can only pay two addresses can also benefit from that money. Mm-hmm. But that 4,800 is going to a child of a rich person mm-hmm. for extra classes for just two kids. Two kids. If he had paid some of that's why we are saying, for example, in most advanced countries, Education is free, okay. but boarding you pay. Mm-hmm. You remember some people came here to say we should do boarding in UK. Mm-hmm. If you're a British citizen, you can go to school, tuition is free. That's free SHS. If you want to go to a grammar school for boarding, you pay for it. That's one approach you can use. Mm-hmm. They say they won't listen. Means testing. We don't know what we are talking about. So is it and so it's it it's it's for me when when public discourse is not based on who has the best idea. But it's based on who shouts the loudest or who can get all the front pages to say what they are saying and repeat it often enough. You will win the argument, but you will lose the development battle. And um, you see, me, you know, I've realized something in my life now, eh? Sky. You've known this in relationships. Do you want a relationship or you want to win the argument? On a relationship. Good. So you can win the argument and say, yes, we won. But in 10 years' time, as he's saying, the developmental question that will face you. Your carpenters. A carpenter came to my house. He 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 tried three times. The, the, the net door, mosquitoes were still coming. We had to buy tissue paper and put it in the net. And, and put it. He he couldn't saw properly. Maybe he, I had I don't know. No, he didn't learn the job I properly. Don't know. Sky. So we are paying for neglect of that T vet by me now buying T-Row to put it in the window. Because when he did the door, the net door he did, no, it was bringing more mosquitoes into the house. The room was hot. We still want to do net door in the kitchen. We do net door in the kitchen. The guy couldn't, and this is a carpenter. So you can win the argument and say we spend X amount on the money. When the carpenter comes or the, the plumber comes and he does a toilet, you flash it in, <laughs> in the room one. It can place in room two. That's when you know that. <laughs> but that is what is happening. So for me, all well-meaning Ghanaians, all well-meaning Ghanaians should join Chas, join Nagrat, join Nat, and ahead of the elections, and, let's uh, agree. Yes, let's agree on the imperatives for education. <laughs> All groups that can call the candidates, whether it is Bahama, Baumia, or Kennedy, or whoever, invite them. Just all education. You can do uh, Nagrat. Invite Mahama, you come. Yeah. Invite Baumia. And say, come and talk to us. This, come and tell us your education. <laughs> and we say, okay, we want a commitment from you that if you win, you, do you will do this. Mm-hmm. This is what they should say. Okay. Nagrat and Nat hold the educational conference March 2023. Invite Mahama. At least he's the candidate we know. Invite Baumia or Kennedy or whoever wins MPP and say, okay, come and give us your blueprint for education. Mm. Commit them. Let them know that if you come and you misbehave, we will give you hell. We will demonstrate. We have to show leadership. Because I am saying in Ghana, people don't lead. It's mm. the tail that wags the dog. People do what they think the masses want. Mm. 
That's why they are doing populist projects. It's because they want votes. We, the people who believe we are influential middle classes, must use our superior knowledge and convening power mm-hmm. to drive the right issues. That's what we should do, which is what I'm doing here. Mm. So I'm not going to repeat lies. I'm not, if you come here, you must come with facts. And if you are going to convince people, we will make sure we ask you the right question. The days of coming to just repeat slogans are over. We'll not take that anymore because politicians have failed us for too long. Mm-hmm. And we have to raise the game. So it's not just come and say, list projects. No. We must look at outcomes. And I'm saying, Vice Chancellors Ghana, Nagrat, UTAG, it's not just about pensions. You have to do research and take the politicians on. Bring them to you and question them. Do open forum. Put the candidate there. Ask questions. Don't give anybody a free ride. And don't vote for the person because he's from your village. Mm. It doesn't matter. We are all Ghanaians. Forget mm. about that. We, we, are, we are calm. We are this. We are, those, you see, those things is what keeps us down. Vote for the guy based on competence and hold him to task. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, your vote is not your only job as a citizen. Citizenship is not voting. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. You, you owe it to yourself to be informed and to be fearless yep. and to be rigorous and factual. You'll be attacked. You'll be insulted. It doesn't matter. Do Show leadership. Time vindicates. Show, look, leadership. I know somebody. He took over as uh, school uh, uh, alumni chairman of his old school. Look at the change they are making. It tells you that leadership is what we need in this country. And I'm not saying because it's my boss. He took over as, as old school president of his school. Look at it. They are doing classes for people who can't do mass well. They did a big... It's just leader. Just one person in this one school. So most of the people who are in positions don't understand leadership. Leadership is a sacrifice. It requires hard work. It's not chopping posts. That's why we should stop this. You know, when, when your child comes and says that he wants to be a class prefect or whatever, let's not be happy that he's a class prefect. Does he understand what it means? Does he know that it's service? Does it mean that it means that when everybody else is eating, he has to be writing? Or he thinks that because he's a class prefect, he will get the best class and he will get the favors. That's what makes them write V8s and that we think they can come to events late because the concept of leadership is skewed. It's wrong. A leader is somebody who pays the price for people to be free. Not somebody who wins elections and then drives in comfortable cars. That's not the leader. A leader is somebody who understands that he will pay the price for the next generation. So beyond the rhetoric, what is their track record that they've paid any price? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. If our concept of leadership is wrong, we cannot develop. And it's not it's not because from your hometown. Why even people that are your hometown? Why would why, why somebody from your hometown do for you? I deal with you, yeah. Oh, please. Oh, please. Let me read something for you to wrap it. Let's stop. Up. Let's stop it. You know, I'm looking at the front page of the Ghanaian Times. And it's not like I've, I have anything, I guess. I like the STEM thing they want to do. But it says, government targets Ghana as leader in Africa. We are here. They, they are getting tablets and what. Mm-hmm. And you raised the point about research and whatnot. So... Some university lecturers actually decided to check STEM. Okay. What was happening? Okay. I'll read a paragraph for you. They did a paper. Oh yes. On STEM. The study revealed this was this is this year. 2023. That the general conceptualization and incorporation of STEM practices throughout uh, the various senior high schools studied were below the mark. Repeat. The study revealed that the general conceptualization and incorporation of STEM practices mm-hmm. throughout the various senior high school studies the senior high schools studied were below the mark. Mm. Inadequate STEM teaching learning materials, limited certified STEM teachers, mm. lack of STEM dedicated infrastructure, mm. 
lack of motivation in the form of professional development opportunities, mm. limited access to STEM documented standards and curriculum, mm. limited technological incorporation, mm. and limited time for teaching STEM-related subjects were some of the reasons mm. explored by the study as major factors contributing to the bibliographic conceptualization and incorporation of STEM practices. So they are looking at STEM practices. STEM practices. STEM practices. You see? Mm. So, if we say we want to be government, we are going to be STEM, STEM ready. Ready. Mm. And we, want, we are going to be Africa's leader mm. in STEM. Mm. So we've built schools now. Mm-hmm. We are going to buy tablets for some mm. of the schools. That time, a teacher sent a message and said, where did they do the training for the tablets? Mm. Who are those who will do the maintenance of the tablets? Mm. Will the students take it home? Mm. What is it going? Basically, the people who are supposed to use the STEM are now asking questions. Are asking questions. Will assignments now be done on the tablet? They don't know what is will, going will to they happen be, with will it. Will be submitted online? Is there internet? But we are is, buying tablets. Or is that the first? So let, let's qualify it. You are not saying they don't need tablets. No, so no, they do. Where is the starting point? Do you say, for example, <clears throat> that let's have an initiative for teachers to be trained in digital education, provide them laptops for them to learn how to use, for a school management system to come in. Second phase, let's have internet connectivity in our schools and let's have community libraries that have internet. Then number three, can we start with community libraries where there's tablets for students to come and start working? Okay, that's if you want to solve it in the long term. But you can decide that, Charlie, let's just bring somebody who can do two million tablets because it's a procurement opportunity. Yes. And then you shroud it in a sense of we are doing STEM. That mm. may not be the way to go. Because if you want to if you want to systemize STEM, it requires some basics to be in place. Mm-hmm. Community libraries, are they functional? There are some libraries that you can go now and use tablets to learn. That's where you may start from. I'm not saying don't provide, but you see, if we don't approach it that way and we simply say we have given the most tablets since Kwame Nkrumah's government, They've not said that. I'm saying that as we that is what will happen. No, 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 that is what will happen. Not, so that is why you've had three mentions of it in the past. So years. we don't need you to go. The question is, if you want students to be trained in a modern way, what do you put in place to ensure that it works? And I'm not an expert. System. There are people who are experts on this, but I can tell you that just buying tablets for students as a starting point is not the way to go. I know a little enough to say this. I hope those listening to us don't think we are here pontificating. We are channeling what experts and industry people have told us about their concerns. They may not be able to come on air to say it. The wisdom in what we've said, they can take it. The ones that are offside, please forget it. But don't think we are here just talking because we have been given a task to talk. Sky, every week, at least, I moderate two panels. And I can tell you that a lot of the things I'm saying here has been said many, many times over by experts. Everywhere. I even did one Alumni Alliance, you had vice chancellors, you had an advisor on education, a former YEG boss. Everybody in education I've spoken to has said, we need to review FSHS and look at it to make it more sustainable. So I am not the one sitting here saying it. Most of the things I'm saying, they are based on the authority of superior minds. Because I'm not an educationist, I don't come on and talk about education if I haven't spoken to people or haven't read or haven't listened. Sometimes I talk to teachers. So please don't think we are here just pontificating because we want to make somebody unpopular. I don't gain anything from doing that. We want our society to do better. Whoever is listening, please take the wisdom in what we are saying. Are, I'll say this because this guy, a lot of times when we do programs, yesterday a lady called me and said, oh, 
somebody called and said, you poor were denigrating my school on your radio show. And I said, even if you don't know me, you know that that's not true. Because I won't come on there to denigrate your school. If somebody is passing information to you, what you need to do is to listen to the show properly, understand the context before you call me and tell me I'm denigrating your school. But that's an example of what we do. A sicko fan will sit down and call someone and say, hey, Charlie, I lost they care. They started again. Eh? On what do attempt, yeah. Why will a cultured person like me come on and be insulting somebody? Do you understand? And that's what we do. For to gain favor or to make people think you are their good books, they'll come and misinterpret what you say. Look, we all want Ghana to do well. We have different approaches to doing it. The marketplace of ideas is the hallmark of civilized societies. So what wins is not how old the person is, but how workable his idea is. So the best ideas like cream rises to the top, which is what we try to do. So the media is a platform for the best ideas to win and for inferior ideas to sink. That's all we do. So if you have a superior idea, bring it. Which is why we have not insulted, which is why we are not here to pontificate. If you have a superior idea, table it in the marketplace of ideas and may the best idea be implemented. We have some great news for you. Uh, Royal Sinchi has an anniversary and they have some fantastic things happening. Now, if there are things you need to put on your bucket list to do, visiting Royal Sinchi is one. You are working, you are suffering. And you know, my friend Paul Fukuma said, Charlie, if you get money, chop small. Don't chop plenty, just chop it small. Charlie, you save money, chisel, chisel. They say, if you can dance at the door, this song is for you. 
We'll be back to speak to officials from Royal Sinchi on the anniversary. And then we'll read your comments on education. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. So it's 9.38. It's all work and no play makes Jack a dog boy. All analysis and no relaxation also makes a boring show. So I have Emmanuel Mens, a sales manager for Royal Sinchi, and Nana Kujo Buahini, or Buahini, who's a sales executive. They're joining me to talk about already their anniversary. How old is Royal Sinchi, by the way? 10, oh, Sally. Oh, CCA. 10, CCA. <laughs> 2013. 2013, August. But the place still looks fresh. Charlie, that's the whole idea. It looks very new. Thank you, sir. Ten years already? We take maintenance rather seriously. Wow. Yes. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm talking to officials of Reals. It's great to be here. Uh, how is the place? Oh, I, I think we are doing well. I mean, you just said that, yeah. you know, the place is looking fresh. Yeah. And we put a lot of effort into that. You know, the whole culture of maintenance thing in Africa yeah. is a problem. Yeah. You put up a new, a very nice facility, and then a few years down the line, it's yeah. down. But... Yeah. I mean, from day one, we started putting the right things to make sure mm. that maintenance is going on regularly. So, yes, we are we're still looking very good. Let me give you my feedback. It seems to me as if your hotel is very popular with diasporans. Mm. Because usually you see social media posts of people's experiences when they came for Christmas or Easter, a wedding. Is it deliberate that the, the, the facility is popular within diasporans, even more than people who live here? Yes. Uh, um, I, 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 would, I would say about three things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes... There is the desperate, um, desperate part. We do things desperately. Mm-hmm. We are very active on social media, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know how social media is. Yeah. Once you do your targeting well, you mm-hmm. know who you are hitting. Mm-hmm. So that is one. But the most important thing for us is this, that our staff mm-hmm. work with passion. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to Senshi, the smile is real. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of how we treat them. Bernard, I mm, mean, mm. Senshi, uh, we are not bragging, but mm. we treat our staff well. People are sent abroad to go and do masters and hey, things. Yeah. The, comp- the hotel pays for it in hospitality. And they come back. Yes. Mm. And, and all that. People are, are pushed to go and do their degrees. Mm. I, I am an example. Mm. And my colleague here is an example. Mm. That is a reality. Mm. I mean, 30 to 40% of staff in Senshi mm. are, are, are treated very well. Go abroad, go mm. and do things, study wow. and all that. So we are happy people. We are very happy people. 10 years down the road, mm. how have you managed to maintain such popularity and leadership in your industry? Um, it, the, the thing is, uh, look, mm. I, I keep telling people that for us as a facility, if you mm. come to the place mm-hmm. and you look at the architecture of the place itself, mm-hmm. you know, this is um, what a Ghanaian village setting kind of thing. There is mm-hmm. wood. There's a lot of um, thatch and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it is located in the middle of nature. Mm. There's a lot of greenery. We are right in front of the water. Mm. You know, across the water, we have mm. an island, which is also 35 acres of land. And this wow. we've kept as well as wow. a very green place. Wow. So that's one. And and it's not glass and concrete, mm. you, you know. Mm. And so back to the diaspora question, uh, people who live abroad, see the best of those other ones. Okay. I don't want to mention names. I get it. Because the very best ones are there. Mm. But when you come to Ghana, you want to see something authentic, something mm. Ghanaian. Mm. And that's what we give you. Mm. Plus luxury of international standards. So, wow. yes, that, that, I think that's what is put, putting us up there. What activities have you lined up for the 10th anniversary Sorry. celebration? Chilling. Wow. I tell you. You know, we launched this thing last last month. All right. Um, on the 14th thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And it's going to run till the end... Um, 
of August next year because it's a one-year celebration. Mm. Okay, so as I'm talking to you, this weekend, there's going to be um, fun fun games Ooh. between us and sister hotels who are coming wow. from Accra to support us. To come and enjoy some so of the A lot of things are happening. And <laughs> we are doing a brand refresh. Wow. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to mm. come out with a very new nice logo wow. and and there's so much happening we haven't put in there's a project coming on now mm-hmm. just for the anniversary wow so the grand event itself mm-hmm. is on the 9th of december bernard oh wow so and it's a whole so you have to be there it is uh, 9th of, of december it's mm-hmm. it's going to be wow mm-hmm. we're going to have big big people there and we're just going to do a really grand show at royal city everybody has to come mm-hmm. now for your populace or mm-hmm. those who listen to you let me put it like that um we are talking about a promo that is running in the month of mm-hmm. November, okay, mm-hmm. you only have to pay 2013 as in 2013 Ghana cities. Wow, and you get bed, breakfast, and dinner at the Royal Sengi. Wow, and you know how our prices this is a serious deal. And so, we want to make people part of the celebration, so we are giving back. So, if you pay 2013, yes. Which is when the hotel opened, you see. So it's a nice number. Uh, thank you, sir. Is this the main way you are making customers part of the celebration? Yeah, exactly so. Because mm. we need to give back. These mm. guys have been with us forever. Mm. I mean, since he, yes, we do some marketing, but really it's about experiences. People go and, and say, mm. Charlie, you need to come and see this. It's different and all that. And so mm. we have to thank the people back. So what are the dates? You, you said the date is of his 9th December. Mm-hmm. Are there things lined up prior to that? Yes. So, um, like I said, we're mm-hmm. doing um, a sporting activity okay. this, this this weekend. Oh, just this weekend? Just this weekend. It's happening. In fact, that's tomorrow's next, right? Yes, So the, the, we, we have hotels coming from... In fact, I can just mention that these are sister hotels. Labadi yes. Beach Hotel they is coming. coming. Lancaster is coming. And okay. we are just going to have fun in, mm-hmm. in, in Sinchi and make ourselves happy. Mm. And then there's going to be a float as well. I think that will be in two weeks. Wow. It, 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 that will also be in the Sinchi area mm-hmm. we're going to do cleaning exercises of our vicinity all right um, we're going to do tree planting mm-hmm. as i'm talking to you as part of of the anniversary we have put together um a borehole and water for a school in the in the area mm-hmm. area we are trying to give water to a whole community in the area we're working on all of this mm-hmm. we have the late century ladies club who are going wow. to orphanages to go and do things mm. so th- there are a lot of things happening and you know for us we like city, so a lot of things are going to be happening here. We'll tell you everything wow. as, and, as and when it goes on, yes. So you've done 10 years. It's been a good uh, journey. Where do you see Royal Saint in the next 10 years? So 2033, mm-hmm. where do you think the hotel will be? So, mm-hmm. so, so you, you, you see, um, within 10 years, Bernard, or, mm-hmm. or already, like you, when I came, you said 10 years already. Mm-hmm. And tell you what, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the most prestigious um, award in our industry. It's called the World Travel Awards. World Travel Awards. Yes, World okay. Travel Awards. Mm-hmm. And Sinchi is currently Ghana's leading hotel. Is it? Yes, we are. Wow. Yes. And this that was the second time we won it. Mm. And we have we are in it again. And I'm cocksure mm. that we are going to win again. Again and again. I, I tell you. <laughs> wow. And when we win, I'll come back and talk to you about it. This but, but, is amazing. You know, so for us, it's not just Ghana. People are seeing what we are doing. Mm. And like rightly said, the culture of maintenance is top notch. Mm. And every year or every two years in this industry, if you don't look, hotels are coming every day. Mm-hmm. So you need to up your game. Mm. So at the point we had the Dua Clubhouse, wow. it was not part of our original project. At the point we had the the, the driving range, it wasn't yeah. part of our original project. So wow. we think about these kinds of things. So 10 years down the line, since it's still going to be fresh, we are giving you a service promise. What about events? So for example, apart from coming to stay, if I have like a wedding, if I have like a party, are they, do you still have offers for that? Thank you very much, Bernard. Yeah. So that's a very good one. Mm. Since she, look, the place is green. Mm. 
it's right in front of water. Mm -hmm. I mean, for most people, when you do weddings, for the women especially, the pictures and the videos that they can look at forever is important for them. Mm -hmm. And tell you what, you can't get the best anywhere in Ghana, and I'm not bragging about it, in terms of that kind of mix, proper mix and configuration of, of nature that you can get at Sinchi. Not to talk about the quality of our food, you know, we, we have a top, top chef who is doing things now, making things happen in Sinchi. You have to come and experience it. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of your events, look, our event team is very powerful. They can help you put together a wedding, put together your birthday celebration, put together that anniversary. And so, yes, we are very open. Mm. And the prices are not wild like that. It's not that crazy. Yeah, we yeah. can have a conversation about it. We By are the nice way, people. We are assuming everybody knows where Royal Sinchi is. Yes. So, where is this hotel? How easily can I get there from Accra or Kumasi or wherever? So, Sinchi is, is located in the, I like to say that Kosombo area. Right. And as much, because people know Kosombo better. Mm -hmm. It is in Sinchi, that is the township is Sinchi, which is why yeah. we call it the Royal Sinchi Hotel. It's just right. about an hour and 45 minutes safe drive mm. from the airport, mm. you know. Mm. And so, before you realize you are there, just take your time mm. and then just drive. Mm. Leave the hustle and bustle. Mm. And then, it's not too far too, you're not doing six hours of driving. So it's it's very very strategic. Mm. If you're coming from Kumasi, just pass through Kufuridia mm. and you're already there. You know, I was thinking if mm. the if the whole airport were functional, it would be easier. Charlie. So you can fly in. <laughs> Imagine fly into Ho and the drive would have been shorter if yes. the road is finished yes. because you are not that far as well. Yes, I, I am sure we'll get there. We have to. Yes, and the journey itself too is interesting. Even from Accra, you yes. have Shy Hills. You know yes. these baboons, Charlie. They'll be looking at you. I tell you, just have fun and drive. Take mm. your time with right. your loved one. Can you give me a number or a website? How can anybody? check or Facebook whatever how can I get in touch with the hotel before I come there physically okay well um so we are um, um present on all our social media handles mm -hmm. Instagram is the Royal Sinchi Hotel the Royal Sinchi the, Hotel yeah, the Royal Sinchi mm -hmm. and we're on Twitter we're on Snapchat right. we're on TikTok as well wonderful now for our website you can check us out on www.theroyalsinchi.com wonderful yes and then for numbers that you can reach out to you mm -hmm. can call Zero three zero three four zero nine one seven zero. Zero three zero three four zero nine one seven zero. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, we've been speaking to Emmanuel Mensa, who's a sales manager for the Royal Saint Chi. They are ten years old, celebrating from now till 9th December, twenty thirteen CDs for a night stay. It's a special offer for them, and they have conferencing facilities. They have weekend stays you can do parties and the facilities developing every day and he gave the phone number which you can get in touch with you can also look for the real sent you on their social media handles. thank you also nana kujo for being on the show today join the conversation on the city breakfast show on facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3 twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973 and instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag city cbs This is the City Breakfast Show.
Some comments coming in. Uh, Frank and Candy discussion. I really admire the passion of your team. Sympathize with the church leadership. Victimization is real, and therefore the headmasters will find it expedient to keep mute. We need to fashion out a mechanism for teasing out issues in the public education space. Conceptualization of initiatives in Ghana has always been our bane. Tablet is not feasible and achievable. Bernard asked whether computers have been provided to our basic school since ICT was made examinable for well over 15 years. Let's shift. Let's shelve it. Alright, so that's from uh, a member of parliament for Hafwanu North. He's sending me this message on the subject we are discussing. Benade, which kind of a Kutia song be that? Well, to be honest with you, I don't even determine the song that I play on this show. I have a guy here who, after he listens to the show, he decides to play what he wants to play. <laughs> me, the only song I determine on this show is reggae. Uh-huh. So if you hear a reggae song, I chose it. If you hear any other song, it's somebody else's decision. <laughs> and this one says, uh, Hi, Team CBS. Mm. I interviewed three graduates for a vacant accountant position. And they can't even seem to differentiate between amortization and depreciation. I was so surprised they have second class APA. <laughs> Maybe the English word is big. They should get the even name. City, <laughs> 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 uh, my girl is uh, in GSS, uh, GHS 1. Mm-hmm. Now, in extra classes, um, we are they are charging us 300 Ghana cities per subject for a month. Mm-hmm. Math, science, uh, and English equals 900 Ghana cities. At the end of the term, the extra classes, uh, the fees I pay alone for the three subjects is more than the school fees. Mm. Whoa. Mm. And this one says, good morning, Bernard and team. As we speak, the colleges of education, which uh, are to train teachers, uh, come to... Uh, that come to train our children. That come to train our children are in limbo. The students don't know uh, what exactly is the difference uh, between... 
what the sentence is correct what differentiates them from other professions mm-hmm. what students don't know even exactly what differentiates even exactly some way them from um, other professions yeah they are in school because of allowances because that is what the politicians told them they will get not knowledge <laughs> and it goes on to provide some of that it's coming in from jackson and this one says you're right with that backhouse pure mathematics one was very good for elective math far better than akiola mm, this was a good morning uh true i only understood more, <laughs> more concepts concept when i was in second year uh was that inorganic inorganic chemistry class, chemistry class. And it says, uh, it's coming in from Morris in Pella 2. Mm-hmm. And finally, this one says, good morning, panelists. I once said that uh, the president only addresses political issues. I've not had him address issues that will unify the country. It's coming in from Emmanuel in London. Now, okay, let me take this one from Kafui Agbleze. Mm-hmm. It says, moral discipline is a major key to academic excellence. It is a strategy being used by China to bring up children with moral and uh, academic excellence until morality takes a major part of the Ghanaian educational system. Uh, forget about results. In as much as we talk of academic results, let's talk about morality as well. But uh, let me make a very, very, very important appeal. I'm told before, that... If, okay, before you do that, let me just quickly say that if you want to drink water, get standard water with over 25 years experience in providing quality and refreshing water. It's a fast-growing brand available now in 11 regions of Ghana. Specializing in sachet water, we also have bottled dispenser-mounted jar, customized water for your parties and other special locations. For bulk purchase, call 0202-055703. And we also do supermarket, retail, shop, and sales delivery distribution. And let me send uh, birthday wishes mm. to Joyce Entry AJ, of the star of the Sea Catholic Church, Dan Suman. Mm-hmm. Whatever you pursue, be successful okay. from your coach and Ajingo. That yeah. is one. And then also to the University of Ghana, mm. uh, Dr. Austin Lugotera mm-hmm. of the College of Education. Happy uh, birthday to you today. Keep being awesome. That is the message that has come through. All right, Scott, let me hear you. Hey, brother, um, you know the water spillage, right, mm-hmm. from the Kosovo mm-hmm. Dam mm-hmm. um, is doing so much damage across many parts of the country, mm-hmm. especially those downstream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm told that it's actually... Um, affecting my mat- maternal community seva you know there's a community yeah, only, uh, only talking the because affecting your no 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 no, no, no Bernard, we have talked we have talked well, about this thing in a month no you, so you have not spoken about seva that's my point uh-huh. i said that the thing started downstream uh-huh. there are about 10 constituencies affected uh-huh. three in the uh, greater accra mm. four in the water mm-hmm. and another two in the eastern okay so i made that point ah okay but you didn't talk about server so yeah, i'm talking about server. That, it's not it's not about server it's about it's about from all the way downstream let me tell you why it is a big issue okay there's only one road connecting you know the rest of ghana to that town through anyako to mm. server and the water has broken the now water has taken over as i understand it wow. the entire road so they are cut off yeah they are cut off did they send you videos uh, yes, they send me video, videos. Serious? Videos so, what it tells you is that already the people don't have water to drink. Mm. And they have to go outside to get water or they have mm. to collect water mm. from the rain. So, the situation is so dire. Yeah. And I know the place very well. Yeah. If what the videos they are sending me are anything to Serious. go by, then the government... We have Fred Duhut there. Yesterday, we spoke to Sergi Sadia Medonu. There's a whole series of reports we'll be doing mm. from the midday news all the way through Eyewitness News mm. to CNR in the evening. Given... 360 coverage to that situation. So I need to assure you that we are on that matter. Bless you.
A reminder that we have a lot of work to do, but Mali time will tell. 